the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right. It is a Tuesday. It's a re- really weird for me to say that. Just my first day in the seat for the week, and it's Tuesday already. It's kind of a weird feeling. I feel like you just kind of forgot a day or something. Yeah, turn your mic on. Oh, there you go. There we got John. Now we got everybody up yeah. going. Jan Moore going to be here in a moment. RD is here. Paul is here. Sitting over quietly to the uh, side over there, that other person you see is uh, Sweetness. <laughs> Sweet! Yeah, he'll we, be here for a little while. We got the old crew back. We got the good and the bad and Buddy. Yeah. And the ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, buddy wanted to come in and just sit today. Yeah. What what do you what are you sitting here? Is there no place else to go? Yeah, air conditioning out at your house or something? No, I just was this afternoon. I was just kind of (laughs) like, you know, hey, I I just want to call Dave and see what he's doing. So we got a lot to talk about today. Dude, it's unbelievable all the stuff we have to talk about. Okay, I figured there was. Now I'm going to hold off on some of it until Jan gets here because I know. She's going to have something to say about the shooting in Texas. Yep. We'll hear from her on that. We're going to hear about this new story that just came out just about 50 minutes ago. Walmart today announced it will reduce its gun and ammunition sales. One month after more than 20 people were killed in the mass shooting at a Walmart in El Paso. Walmart also pressured Congress to enact uh, gun safety measures. The company, America's largest retailer, said it will stop selling handgun ammunition and ammunition for short-barrel rifles after selling all of its current inventory. God knows they wouldn't want to lose any money. Can you tell me what the difference of ammunition looks like between a short-barreled rifle and a long-barreled rifle? I got 50 or 60 of them. I'm not sure how well, to here's tell the what difference. I, here's, what I think is, here's what I think is funny. Pull your mic, that mic up close to you there, Artie. Here's what I think is funny. We're going to quit selling this ammunition as soon as our inventory runs so out. So if you had principle. It's not about principle right there. Let me tell you, it's about do- PR. We were just talking about I was just talking about this today. Do you know how much the family members make per day at Walmart? Nothing, and I don't have anything against this. I just think everybody should understand when they want to get up on their high horse and preach to you. How much do you think they make per day? What a, a average employee at Walmart? No, an average an, an the average family member. Walton. Oh, the average Walmart family Walton, member. Walton, Walton family yeah. member. How I much? don't know what. Take a, a job. Take a hundred thousand dollars a day. Okay. Oh, what do you think? Oh, probably three or four million at least. How about a hundred million a day each? A hundred million a day. A day each. Wow. And they're going to preach to me now. <clears throat> I've made them filthy rich. Don't preach to me, all right? I don't like to be preached to like that. Yeah, buddy. I do have one question now, okay? Okay. I know you said, okay. The the one article that I did read said this was in a New York Walmart. 
the one I read. Yeah. So I was so I was thinking, okay, so is this New York or is this all of a Walmart corporate decision? Because if it is and this is Arkansas, then we in Arkansas need to stand up and say, Okay, enough is enough. Walmart will request that customers no longer open carry guns into its forty seven hundred US stores or its Sam's Club stores, even in states that allow open carry. Well let's go to Target. You know, I don't want to go to Target. No, I don't want to go to Target either. Let's bring go back Wal- somewhere. Bring back Kmart. I'm just saying. Let's uh, go to the Dollar General. Walmart oh. says they're going to continue to sell long barrel deer rifles and shotguns. I guess that's the difference they're talking about about long barrel and short barrel. I know the difference is the guns, but if you got a, you can have a 308 with a short barrel. You can have a 308 with a long barrel. You can have a 556 five, with a with a 16-inch barrel, you have a 5.56 five, with a 20-inch barrel. So Now, they will continue to allow concealed carry by customers with permits in, in its stores. Okay. In a memo, a memo to its employees, Walmart CEO Doug McMillan said Walmart ch- changes were prompted by the El Paso shooting, as well as the recent mass shootings in Dayton, Ohio, Midland, Odessa, Quote, in a complex situation lacking a simple solution, we're trying to make constructive steps to reduce the risk that events like these will happen again, he said. The status quo is unacceptable. And uh, Walmart represents about 2% of the market for guns today. The company said for the first time recently, Walmart believes it is not among the top three gun sellers in the industry, but it estimates it has about a 20% market share of ammunition shares. Well, good. Then what that means, if you're a Bass Pro or uh, Cabela's or I guess they or whomever, they're going to just pick up more people, more customers. Maybe so. Well, I would. They, hey, you I'm can not get going to stop buying ammunition because Walmart don't want to sell it. You can buy ammunition ammunition online right now for for a lot cheaper well, than buy it at Walmart. And, and, and that may that's be, true. That may be the bigger part of the decision. Is that it has is no longer profitable, and they're, but they're going to maybe make some political points off of it. Yeah, yeah, they're probably not selling that much anyway. You can order all the ammunition you want online now. The next thing, when the federal government says you can't ship ammunition, or I mean, this is step one. You know, whenever you got Biden, I don't know if you saw Biden's statement or wait, if I'm wait, getting wait, ahead wait, of us. Wait, you're getting ahead. Let me I'm let sorry, me play I'm what sorry. he's got here. Okay, uh, that would be cut number. Six. Cut number six. Here we go. What do you say to Americans who are just frustrated, who don't believe this political process is actually going to be able to do anything? Well, it has to do something. Look, it's about time the president of the United States denial. Two really critical things. And they're both, they both came to a head this weekend. One is climate change. It is an existential threat. This guy can no longer deny the science. I mean, if we could call, well, we have to a parliamentary system and call for elections tomorrow, not because we're in good or bad shape, but because we can't wait another 18 months to, for something to happen in terms of climate. What's he need? Does he need, you know, Gabriel to come down and say, hey, this is a real problem? I mean, it's gigantic what's happening. The largest storm in the Atlanta, anyway. And the second one is is on dealing with off the firearms. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. And the very day you see a mass shooting, I guess the numbers now, I was on a plane the last two and a half hours, they got up to five killed. Um, and we're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. 
is totally irrational. And it's all about special interests. And it has to stop. It has to stop. The idea that we don't have elimination of assault-type weapons, magazines that can hold multiple bullets in them, is absolutely mindless. It is no violation of the Second Amendment. It is uh, It's just a, a bow to the special interest of the gun manufacturers in the NRA. It's got to stop. There you go. There's what Biden had to say. You don't, need, you don't need magazines that hold multiple, multiple bullets. Hey, let me tell you what. A revolver holds at least five. That's multiple, yeah, right? Six. Is that Most is that not multiple? Mm-hmm. Hey, John. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. Is that a? Do you that, feel lucky is that, today? Is that multiple? It is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Do you feel lucky today? <laughs> That's what I so I guess, I guess I guess he'd also be in favor of of getting rid of uh, printers that can print more than one sheet of paper at a time. Because that's a that's a an assault printer, right? An, an assault free speech item, um, an assault press. Can they, no, can the, no, but they are going to, to make a hate loss if you print off something and hand it out that acts oh, like you hate somebody. Oh, you mean like you print up a, a Bible verse? Or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe Romans might, one. The, yeah, the, yeah, because the Bible is hate speech, okay, right? Apparently. Like the SPLC can go to a judge with their hate law and tell the judge to use his red flag law to take your guns away from you. So, you know, you got the Democrats saying you only need one bullet, and you got the Republicans say, going to make a hate law that says if you print something that somebody doesn't like, then we'll use our red flag law to take it away but, from but let, you. But let's be fair with the Democrats. You know, if most of the people that I knew were as dumb as some of the Democrats are, I might be in favor of, of wanting to disarm a bunch of my fellow Americans as well. But you know what? I actually know a few people that are responsible. But if I hung around people that were as dumb as some of the Democrats that are hanging around them, <laughs> maybe that maybe that would make it maybe it would make more rational sense. Have a seat, um, Jan. Yeah. Hey. We're talking about something that's right up your alley. Right, good. We're talking about Walmart. Oh yeah, Walmart. Yeah, they, you can't open carry in there anymore. But no you notice they said open carry. They didn't say not carry. They said that you, they will allow Step concealed one. carry. Yeah. All right. no Here, here's what carry. I want to know. How is me hiding my gun from people make people more safe from more my gun? More comfortable. Good, good question. I, I, you know, it's not a big deal. I, it's just... I, it, it, it makes the public safe. It's a, it's a useless carry. rule that makes Walmart feel better about themselves, but it does nothing, nothing to curb a bad guy with nefarious intentions. It does nothing. That's a, here's what's good. Okay, I got I to gotta just... Deal with the other two things. They're going to stop selling handgun ammunition. Well, well I don't we'll, buy my. We'll just go somewhere else anyway. and buy it. That's you what know? I yeah, said. Exactly. At Walmart. That's exactly. Nine millimeter fits in, in in everything. You know, even saying that's crazy because right. there's so many ammunitions that will work both in pistols and rifles. Well, most people who are serious about shooting, target practicing, and that sort of thing, they they buy their ammunition online in or, mass quantities. Or, I buy two thousand rounds at a own. time. Yeah, or yeah. make their own, build yeah. their own. Yeah, there are a lot of reloaders own, in this yeah. state for sure. So you got that. Then you have we're sending a letter uh, to the White House and congressional leaders to call for action on common sense gun safety measures. They should debate reauthorizing the assault weapons ban and expand background checks. But did you hear Guess President what? Trump is backing off that today? He I says know. he's not gonna he's not gonna support. Uh, universal background checks. Well, here's the key about background Good. checks. This guy that went on the shooting spree mm-hmm. this weekend right. 
didn't pass a background check. But guess what? He still had a gun. Well, here's the thing that that, that these anti-gun radicals do not get, okay? It doesn't matter if you live in a country where you're not allowed, no citizens are allowed to have any guns. Paris, France is a perfect example of a gun-free utopia. Everybody's going to be safe here because nobody can buy guns. Nobody can buy guns. And yet, terrorists went into a theater and killed over 100 people, 130 people, because they have guns. Bad guys are always going to be able to get their hands on guns. And and laws don't stop. Background checks don't stop. Yeah, do you, what, criminal, <laughs> what criminal goes to a gun store to buy a gun and go through a background check? They don't have to. I don't know. And, and, even, and even if they keep all the private citizens from getting guns, People in government have guns, and it's, and it's not uncommon for people in government to be bad, evil people that will come out and murder you. Mm-hmm. This also, is the background. I just like to say on the background checks, what they're saying, universal background checks. Their plan is is to get a list of all the guns that everyone has in the country, mm-hmm. and when they get a list, if you want to sell a gun to your cousin. You have to go to the firearms dealer, and then the firearms dealer will have to a transfer. Tax. Yeah, and they'll pay a fee, and you'll have and to the transfer it to your more cousin. Money. Right? They get more money, <laughs> the but they want to know where every gun in the country is. So when they say universal background checks, <laughs> we already have background background checks with dealers but a private citizen can sell can pass a gun down from a grandfather to a grandson but rd they can't even keep track of who's on medicaid and who isn't on Medicaid. yeah they probably got their dogs how in the heck are they going to keep well it's a matter of priorities they don't care about that but here it is universal background checks (laughs) that's the truth things folks they do two things they number one establish a national gun registry because and number two they will end it will end private gun sales that's what they don't want to call it what it really is let's do a bill that ends private gun sales they want to make it sound good they want to cosmetically wrap it up universal background checks so that people wouldn't be who would be against that well why don't they tell the truth no more private gun sales. And you know, I've seen people where – I've seen situations where, like, the father died in the household. No passing and he wants down to pass. guns. He's got an arsenal. Can you imagine the arsenal I have? If something happened to me and I'm going to pass that on to my daughter, she would have to pay $25 for every firearm I have to get it transferred to her. And because she's getting multiple firearms transferred to her, she would have to fill out a multiple firearms background check form, which is separate from the form 4473 that you fill out when you buy one gun. It would cost her, well, I can't tell you exactly because I don't want anybody to know exactly what I have, but thousands I don't of dollars, know. <laughs> okay? Thousands of dollars. Right. Yeah. Just so to that's get, what I said. It's all about the money for the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot about the money, and, but and it's also taking our guns away well, from us. And, and but there lo- are gun trusts. There's such a thing as gun trust. And I, I just challenge about you to look into station. it. Look into it. And another thing, Thanks. you might actually find <laughs> some of the gun dealers are actually going to get behind it because it's it's a one it's one more way for them to make money. Yeah. Well, I'm I have a federal firearms license and I'm I'm teetotally against it, 100. percent But you knew that. You cool. look like you don't. Well, I won't say that you don't drink, but, you know, I'm just <laughs> thinking you're, you're not going to do that with guns. That's well, I actually, I don't. because and I, I Okay, am, see? Okay. Yeah, I don't believe in carrying and drinking. You should never the do fires. both. Well, of course one not. One or the other. Just so, like drinking yeah. and driving. That's right. So, right. So. I mean, did everybody, but I, but did everybody on Facebook, did everybody on Facebook just see her, I see it. her face <laughs> when I said she doesn't drink? 
She's going, what, what the? I just. What, what's worth two else? What, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm not against drinking. I just, I just, it's not a big deal to me. me yeah. You know, yeah. I like I'm to, I like way. to be in control of my faculties. I gotcha. agree. Judge Judy, that's, see, that's, oh, Judge Judy right there. Why would you do something that takes you out of your normal mind, mm-hmm. you know, and then you say, well, I'm not responsible for that because I didn't know what I was doing. No, you did it to yourself. You and now yourself. you don't want to take accountability, <laughs> responsibility. Wasn't, wasn't and Judge like, Judy just lowers the hammer on them. All right. Go. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's get our first break in. We'll do that. We'll come back. We got a lot of things to talk about guns. We're going to have a sheriff on with us today who has said that he will not in any way enforce red flag law so we'll talk about that a little later on in the show as well as a woman in nebraska who had a uh, concealed carry license was in a store it was being robbed a man was uh beaten up to tell her she pulled her her uh, handgun to try to stop it fired on the guy she was arrested we'll talk about that We'll talk about the guy that was shot dead in the uh, pizza parlor here uh, over the weekend. He didn't have a gun. The other guy did. we got a lot more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Don't forget about Allstate Insurance with Dwayne Smith's Insurance Agency in Sherwood over on East Keel Avenue. They'd like you to give them a call, 501-819-0373 so that you can find out how you can save money and get better coverage. That's the best of both worlds. If you don't have to pay as much and your coverage is better. And the folks at Dwayne Smith's Insurance Agency are going to do their best to do that for you. All you need to do, call them 501-819-0373 and uh, make an appointment. Stop by visit, and, and visit and bring all of your insurance with you, car, your uh, life, your, um, I don't know, house, your motorcycle, all of it. Sit down, talk about it with them, and see how they can beat the people that you're using. That's 501-819-0373. Power panel is here on a Tuesday. RD is here. Paul is here. Sitting right in front of us is none other than D. Jan Morgan as well. She has joined us today. She's been gone a couple of weeks. Good to yeah, have you back. Just good to be back. And see see her there. And for all of her uh, viewers on her Facebook page, we welcome you as well. They're joining us now. We are talking. They're, they said we want to know about the Walmart stuff. Yeah. Joey Siebert, we just talked about the Walmart stuff. Uh, of course, we're not happy about it. And we, what we said basically is it's not going to change anything. All it's going to do is make Walmart feel better about themselves it's not going to keep bad guys from coming in with guns and how is me hiding my gun from people being able to see it going to protect anyone from my gun should i decide to be a bad guy so it's it's useless but uh whatever makes them feel good here's what i found i don't think they feel excuse me i'm just saying i don't think they worry so much how they feel about themselves it's just a pr it's a pr move it's a a political move move. let me read this sentence again Says the company, America's largest retailer, say it, said it will stop selling handgun ammunition and ammunition for short barrel rifles because of what principle? Well, maybe, but they'll stop selling it after they've gone through their current inventory. Hmm. 
I mean, if it was a real principal mm. thing, I would mm. think you'd just stop selling it. Uh, you know, that's you just could like, sell it to somebody Corey else. Corey Davis on Facebook right now says he's just going to buy his ammunition somewhere else. Well, of course. Yeah. I'm going to quit lying just lose as soon money. as I cover up all the lies I've already told. I'm going to quit lying after that. I'm not going to tell that's anymore. It. You mean, yeah. You're yeah. not going to use up the remainder of lies that you have in your arsenal? Uh, no, yeah. no. I'm going to save the rest of them for later. Absolutely. No, I'm not going to do it anymore until I get rid of the ones I've got. Okay. Okay. Well, they don't want to lose any money, like I just explained to you. The Walton family makes a hundred million dollars a day. Mm-hmm. We got a hundred. Well, we already have one hundred and twelve people joining us on Facebook. Okay. We are back. We really didn't go anywhere. We're just back coming out of your radio. Let you know we got R.D. Hopper here, Paul Calvert, Buddy Fisher, and Jan Morgan. If you're a Jan Morgan follower on her Facebook, you're watching the Dave Ellswick Show right now. <laughs> I'm having trouble getting this microphone screwed in. I'm okay. Here, I'm all right. You're, you're I'm okay. on. That one doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, that's okay. I got it. Okay. No, right. she's gone. She's she's good. All right. But uh, bottom line is, uh, it's Dave Ellswick Show here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now I know what this woman did wrong in this next story however she opens herself up now or the police have opened her up to um, civil attack a woman who's 38 uh, years old has been arrested in nebraska notice we're talking not about little rock arkansas but but about nebraska after she allegedly shot a shoplifter as he attempted to flee a convenience store clutching two bottles of liquor. Customer Shelby Jones, 38, walked into the Quick Shop Roadside Convenience Store on 56th and Holdridge in Lincoln back on August 1st when uh, 22-year-old Tillian Tillen reportedly tried to steal liquor from the store. According to Police Chief Jeff Bleemeister, the store's clerk attempted to restrain Tillian to stop him from leaving the store, an altercation started, and uh, observing the scuffle, police say that Jones, who has a permit to carry a concealed weapon, drew her handgun from her purse and positioned herself between Tillian and the exit. Lee Meister said that during the altercation, Tillian was able to break free, run past Jones, and exit the store at speed. What that speed was, I probably, don't probably know. He was running, mm-hmm. as we assume. Jones mm. then opened fire on the apparent thief, shooting him in the back of the arm. Mm. Uh, no. Officers arrived at the scene on, on uh, about at 1.38 a.m. after the clerk pushed a panic button behind the cash register after conducting interviews, reviewing video surveillance, and collecting forensic evidence Investigators concluded Tillian was fleeing the property when he was shot by Jones. Jones was arrested Friday on suspicion of first-degree assault. Police say Tillian was clutching one of the bottles of liquor in his hand when he was shot. Uh, Bleemeister added that part of the training for a concealed and carry permit involves a mandated curriculum about when force may be applied. Nebraska law allows for the use of deadly force to protect oneself, another, or one's property against the unlawful force by another if an individual believes it is immediately necessary. Tillian was treated at a hospital for his gunshot wound and was later released. 
Uh, Tillian has not yet been charged in relationship to the attempted theft, but police are expected to cite him for the innocent. But they have got this lady for mm-hmm. shooting him after he and was she, stealing well, and stuff. Look, I'm a state police certified instructor, and I tell all of my students, it doesn't matter what state you live in. There's not a state in America that allows you to become a police officer just because you have a concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. You, The only way you can shoot, legally shoot, another human being is you have to feel an imminent threat of serious bodily injury or death to you or anyone in your presence. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have to feel an imminent threat. Imminent threat. Someone running away from you who stole a bottle of wine or whatever. Yeah. That's not presenting an imminent threat. Yeah, that's Correct. It's, it's, you cannot do that. Yeah, it's not Correct. like she's, She's away. not the first person to do this right, It's either. not like you're running away, run away with your child or something of that right. nature. You know, 25 bucks worth of liquor. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's not worth shooting somebody. Well, now that person's going to lose their carry license. I argue. (laughs) No, I argue against it. Well, it's only a bottle of wine. So what else is this guy going to steal? What else has he already stolen? And And if he had had the opportunity, would he have bludgeoned the guy in the the head that he fought with to get out of the store? I think just like in the Old West. Back then, been no big deal. In Texas, it is kind of still like that. You can actually shoot someone legally. Now, you shouldn't, but you legally can shoot someone who is running out of your neighbor's house who you think stole their things. There Hmm. is case precedence for that. I'm sure that law is going to get changed, but until it's actually changed, Mm -hmm. you know, there's Uh, actually a a court case. It's just like if somebody's trying to steal my car and I have my gun. You can't. I know, I know yeah. what you're saying. All right, you but can't. they used to hang horse thieves. Yeah, I think all right, because you're taking you away a way of, for a way a person probably made his living. Same thing with stealing a car. I'm you know, sorry. but if somebody you can't even shoot someone who is stealing something from your house. I know you can't. If they I, are, and that's if they ridiculous. Are exiting your well. house in Arkansas with changed, your stuff, though, and yeah. bad guys know this. That's the whole this. point. It's the well, wussification of our country. It's how the whole law has changed. To some extent, society has changed somewhat as well. I mean, but you know. If I'm out in the middle of the desert and someone steals my car, it might be a death sentence. They might literally be killing me. And so in that case, you might be able to make the argument that, well, if he drives away, I will die. Same thing could be said, you know, stealing my kayak when I'm 50 miles offshore in the ocean. Someone steals my car. I can't get to work. Uh, and I can't make money to feed my family. Okay, Dave, I'm case. just saying. <laughs> Dave, I think, I think all four of us right here would agree with you in principle, in principle. It's, but as Jan is pointing out, we know that's not the law right can. now. I understand but, that. And so that's the point. But, yeah, well, I think we all agree with you. And I, I don't well, care about the law. Somebody taking my stuff out of my home. You're taking your life oh, in man. your hands. Dave, and I know, see, don't, I don't say don't that. Be, <laughs> be saying these things. I would say on not be in my national home, public uh, format. This is going to come back to haunt I've you if you ever have to shoot someone. I've been All in these broadcasts. So I guess I'll be the next Bernie yet. Yeah, but but may, may, maybe, maybe, maybe one benefit will come to it that, that nobody will ever try to break it into his house. Oh, well, I tell you one thing. We better not get any red flag laws. If Dave's talking like that, they'll come and take his guns away from him. Yeah. But, and there's, uh, but, there's a there's a, there's a semblance of truth to that. Yeah, there right. is. Yeah, but I say, hey, he's been talking about shooting people for stealing stuff. That's against the laws. Well, Go wasn't. take his guns away. Hey, there's plenty of Democrat judges still left in this state. Isn't that but and, most of them uh, and, uh, Let's call in a red flag law on yeah. that Dave Nelson oh, guy. But I've been in the situation. <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody in my house. If I've got somebody in my house, you, you know, with that position, that, that might... That might Right. That might be a dangerous thing, but 
You know, I've had people stealing stuff at the salvage yard and fleeing and stuff like that, and it's Let me not just worth say, it. But I, don't I feel am threatened. standing my ground <laughs> on what I, how I feel about this. Just saying. Because yeah. mm. uh, you're in my house and you're stealing things, I feel threatened. Well, that's the thing is that the, the in-your-house issue is different than the stuff. Because if someone's... If no, some, they're going to be, you better get on the floor. If somebody's stealing my stuff, I shouldn't shoot them. You wouldn't have... You don't know if they've got a gun or not. Right, I right. believe I mean, training would say would freeze and get on the floor. And if they follow instructions, then then you can go from that point Yeah, it, it, whenever yeah, we did training. But, yeah, if someone's in your house stealing stuff, you're not really sure if they're armed or not. But I'd... I'd give them a chance to lay down and and uh, we and need standard right. ground law in Arkansas, and of course it was a Republican that stopped it. Senator John, John Cooper, Cooper, Senator John Cooper, please Dan Sullivan. I hope Dan Sullivan can beat him in that race. Senator John Cooper is the reason we don't have uh, standard ground law in Arkansas. Yep. just saying. That's true. If it had gotten through the committee, now these Republicans it that said they run saying they're Second Amendment advocate, they're really not. They're just. You, know, you can't be a Second Amendment advocate, but with exceptions, there's no such thing. Well, that's the thing. I think, I think with exceptions, I love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think well, I you, call them butters. I'm a, I believe in the Second Amendment, but, but they always had, had that but. In other words, but. they're tied up yeah. on the pier. Mm-hmm. You know the, how the engine on a boat sounds when it's trying to pull away, and that's all it does. <laughs> Just makes a whole lot of noise and doesn't do anything. Yeah, except mm-hmm. leave things the way it was. And I said. Where are we going to? Sacramento, California? Whoa! Greg wants to talk to us. Hi, Greg. How are you? Greg. Hi there. How are you? Yes, What's sir. up? Well, I called for a different reason because I'm a, I'm a Vietnam vet. But uh, I listened to your, um, your talk on guns. And uh, here in California, they have decriminalized law or lawbreakers by... In order to, if you break in, if I break into your house here in California and I steal, I have to steal $950 worth of goods in order to get arrested. So you're supposed to have your smartphone in your hand and doing calculator. a calculating up the amount and it's, it's, it hits the 900 or whatever dollars it was, then you can shoot them, correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. Same thing at same thing in Walmart. None, none of the, um, the employees at Walmart are allowed to do anything. If they see a woman getting raped in the store, if they react and try to break it up, they will lose their job. Really? What? They yes. can't defend my people neighbor, in their own store? My hu- yes, husband and wife behind me, they both work at Walmart. Uh-huh. They're not allowed to do a thing. Wow. Hmm. Well, that'd Just, be my last day at Walmart. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't jeopardize your morals that you're raised by as far as standing up. And doing the right thing. You know, in Arkansas, we tell people you do the right thing, and then if you lose your job, you just lose your job. That just has to be our last day at Walmart. Here's here's the right thing, folks. Now, let me tell you something. Unless your company actually does hey, metal Greg, detectors thank you for your and call. checks, Appreciate it. what you need to do, and this is what I tell my students, I don't care what the company policy is where you work. Unless they do have metal detectors and do random searches, I would deep conceal, carry, Every day, regardless, because who cares about your job? If a mass shooter comes into your place of work and decides he's going to kill a bunch of people, what good is it for you to have a job if you're dead? So carry anyway. It's not against the law. It's against your company policy. You can't get charged with a crime for carrying in your company unless, of course, it's a government facility. 
so. You tell carry them, anyway. Carry you anyway, deep concealed. To heck with your job. Who cares about? I promise you, if you yeah, ever, if you are ever staring job. death in the face, all that's going to matter to you is survival. And if your gun is out in your car in a glove compartment, you're going to remember what Jan Morgan said. I said, gun on you or within arm's reach, twenty four seven. All right. Period. Next story I'll bring up when we come back from the break should resonate with Jan Morgan. I'll tell you why when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. We're looking at uh, animal videos from Jan. She's got some pretty interesting. That elk that is cooling himself off in the sprinkler, mm-hmm. his next stop would be my freezer. <laughs> have you ever had elk? I have. It's very it's good. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it is good. That and moose, both of them are very, both. very good. Yes. Excellent. All right, we got about 10 minutes. Let's go back to the shooting over the weekend, This, uh, which one that happened in Texas out in the Permian Basin, Odessa and Midland. And this guy that just started driving around and shooting people evidently lost his job that day. Mm-hmm. And he's, they, they were saying that, uh, what's the exact words? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, he, he had a really bad, he had had atrocities. So many atrocities, he said. To, they, he called the police. More. On nine one one, so he was getting. I'm the guy who's going to shoot everybody, mm. and he shot the uh, the officer that pulled him over. But here's what kind of caught my eye on this because we're talking about the red flag laws, right, Jan? And I am going to get to the other story that I told you about. A Tours, that's the guy who was the shooter and ended up getting shot. I think he may have wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Suicide by police, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, his, home, that far with me. his home on the outskirts of Odessa was a corrugated metal shack along a dirt road surrounded by trailers, mobile homes, and oil pump jacks. On Monday, a green car without a rear windshield was parked out front. The entire residence cordoned off by police. Combs, that's the police chief, described it as a, quote, strange residence that reflected what his mental state was going into this, unquote. Mm. So now, if you live in what they don't consider a normal place. That's going to be part of the considerations for the red flag laws. It is to bring your Mm. mental state in the con- Jan, think yeah, about it's that all about the definitions. Think about so, that. So, for so a you write a bill, as so, so they're going to make it illegal knows. for people to be rednecks. Is that what they're saying? This guy evidently mm. had some you know crap around his house. Man, I hope that sheriff never comes to Arkansas well, or you, Kentucky. It's I can about tell you the definitions. Yeah, there, who gets to define what is what there is mentally ill? And do you really want the government right, making that definition? definition? I can tell you that a few years ago, when the FBI FBI was going around and actually uh, delivering um, notices to gun ranges in America. And they were telling people to be on the lookout for domestic terrorists, what they considered a domestic terrorist. Well, what I was expecting to see on that list of uh, characteristics is not what I saw. What I saw was uh, shaved heads, people who like to stockpile ammunition, people who like to stockpile guns, uh, people who are speaking out against the government. I mean, their list. I'm sitting there thinking. Speaking well, out against the government? Yeah, speaking out against the government. Yes. 
Absolutely. Wow. Stockpiling Somewhere ammunition? I have that piece of paper. I need That's to bring it in. Like because us, huh? I, t- I told the FBI agent, I said, you know, this describes everybody that comes my into my head. gun range with the exception <laughs> of shaved head. The only shaved head guy I know is Dave Ellswick. <laughs> yeah, but, right, uh, yeah. no, really, seriously. And you didn't have to worry about me. And my son-in-law. Oh. I, Unless you're tell trying you. to take my stuff. I tell you what. So you, you look at these hate crime laws. And let's get a hate crime law on the books, and let's get a red flag law on the books that our governor wants, and then let's get somebody like uh, Hillary Clinton or or some Democrat elected. The law will already be on the books. All they got to go do is go in and change, change the definition. Hey, I wonder. And I you need put to report Christians on that list. Yeah, you can. You can. I mean, the SPLC they they give a list to the federal government of the people that are guilty of hate crimes mm. and pull it up online. SPLC. Oh, I'm on their you're hate gonna, list. You know you're, that, You're right? going to see. I I'm, on that. I'm on well, that list. It, it says uh, Christians, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, standard Catholics, Catholics. There's a lot of people on our hate list because if you say anything against anybody else, whether – uh, then uh, you're a hater. Well, so, 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 part, so anyway, all so, we need the Republicans get these laws on the books, and they'll change the definitions and, and so, use them against. So us. one of the problems is that just because the laws are on the books, there might even be safeguards in the books, but that doesn't mean the safeguards will be will be honored. Absolutely. And so that's that's, that's one of the problems is that that, um, that just because they put safeguards in place does not mean that they will keep us safe. And it doesn't mean that those safeguards will be utilized. No, uh, and it's, exactly. And, and, that's, and that's part of the problem, because when, when I spoke on this bill or against the bill, the red flag bill during the last legislative session here a few months ago, I think it was Alan Clark who brought up the idea and the, apparently kind of the problem within the child welfare system mm-hmm. that when, when someone lies and gets someone's ch- children happens. taken mm-hmm. away, that generally speaking... They do not get held accountable for that. Mm. How about Russian collusion? Oh. Yeah, yeah. That must be it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did anybody tell a lie? I okay. mean, uh... <laughs> it's like going out and paying people to vote the way you want them to vote, you know, giving them bribes, and the guy who took the bribe gets thrown into the pokey, and the other guy. Mm. Not so much. I know them darn Russians. That didn't convince me to vote for Trump again. See, they just—they just need to be bribing people the right way. What bothers me right now is I'm watching all of these TV network TV news anchors who clearly are so detached from the real world. Uh, You know, they live in their security guarded environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got a security guard with them. Exactly, exactly. And they're talking about every time there's a mass shooting, they turn on. You know, we've got to do something, and who, who doesn't want to get hunt? guns out of the hands of mentally ill people we need more laws people that i would never have thought like judge janine remember judge janine came yeah. on and started yeah. talking about that i was like wait a minute you of all people should know and re- judge janine i love her but mm-hmm. she's wrong about this she of all people has always stood firm on the foundation of the constitution and bill of rights and she should know she should know that any kind of red flag law gun confiscation mm-hmm. order whatever Extreme risk protection order, they violate your first, second, fourth, fourth. fifth, sixth, and eighth amendment rights. See, part of the problem is, Jan, when you read these actual laws, like like I read the one there in, there here in, here in Arkansas that um, I think Greg Letting and um, Will Bond mm-hmm. um, sponsored, yeah. you it, think it, right, it, it does yes. not actually sound all that bad when you actually read the thing. But the problem is we can't trust them to, to not violate those orders and, and, and to actually uphold um, – um, due process. All right, I now we're getting up one of the to big the top of the hour, so I want to bring this up so Jan will hear it. 
and then I'll let Jan pick it up on the other side of news, okay? Okay. All right. Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Little Rock police are investigating after a woman who gave money to a panhandler Mm -hmm. was robbed. Mm -hmm. It happened Sunday night in Mm -hmm. the parking lot of Osage Liquor Store on Asher Avenue. Mm -hmm. Store was closed at the time. According to police, the woman had gotten into an argument with a friend of hers, left her house to cool off. The victim told police while she was in the parking lot, a man approached her asking for 50 cents. She gave him a buck and says that's when he knocked her down and took all of her money. Hmm. It's kind of like you're biting off the hand that feeds you, says Tommy Farrell, who is homeless. Farrell says he's been on both sides of that story, but here's the bottom line. You never know when you might be called upon to use your handgun. Yep. But here's the key. You need to be carrying it. And we'll talk about that in the go. next hour. Talk about that in the next hour, just like the guy, and I'm bringing this up again. He's out at Domino, not Domino's. He was at a pizza place. What's the one? Uh, pizza, pizza. Uh, Little Caesars. Little Caesars. He's at Little Caesars, and one of the employees shoots him and kills him. The employee had a gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. The other guy didn't. That. Yeah. Mm. We're going to talk about all of that yeah, when we get back wow. here. On the Dave Ellswick Show, for all of you listening around the nation, we thank you for joining us. Give us a call, 501-823-0965, or just, uh, you know, 8230965 if you're local. Got a lot to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, here on Dave Ellswick Show, 3 o'clock, East Coast, 4 o'clock, Mountain Time, it's 2 o'clock. And if you're Pacific, it is 1 Mm o'clock in the afternoon. We do that for all of the folks that are watching out on uh, Facebook Live. We welcome you. 501-823-0965 is our number wherever you are located. And we've got several people calling in right now from Texas, from Stevens, wherever that's at. That's Stevens, Arkansas. <laughs> is that Arkansas? Yeah, I, I know who that is because he said he was going to call in just a few minutes ago on this thread. He He's actually been involved in a shooting situation where we're talking he needed about his gun and didn't have it. Donnie Falver, yes. Okay, you know Donnie? so that's Donnie they, is who, who's, yeah. who's so ready to talk Let to me us. just say this. Before the break, though, yeah, the you talked about the panhandler, the woman. I tell all of my students, and folks, listen to me out there you cannot when a panhandler this is not the old old america that we grew up in okay mm-hmm. you cannot help panhandlers that's why we have a salvation army that's why we have all of these government uh, organizations and charitable organizations to reach out and help them if you want to help those kinds of people you donate to those organizations but when you mm-hmm. give money to a panhandler paul i want to show you something i want you to act like uh, you're going to give me money. I, I'm a bad guy, and I'm saying give me money. If you're this watching is, on you Facebook, you can yeah. see all of that. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to open my wallet. Give me some money. I'll give her a dollar. Thank you so much. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden, wow, that was pretty. good. All of a sudden, she's got my my t-shirt yeah, pulled up over you, my head because, and picking my. And I was being. I didn't actually do that. She was being nice. You could have snapped your neck. Actually, I could have snapped. Yeah, you just you pop in the neck. But the thing is, it's folks. Oh, do I get to keep the dollar? Sure. The thing is, is when you allow someone to get that close to you, you have to hand them that dollar bill. And once you're that close, they can grab your arm and it's over. And then you're showing them what's in your wallet. And they they cannot help these They might decide, you know what, I want the rest of that. And I see a couple of credit cards there. Don't even roll down your window, okay? Don't even roll down the window. Her mistake was rolling down the window. Well, let's quickly get to Donnie. Her second mistake was not being armed with a gun. That's right. Let's get to Donnie because we've got Sheriff calling in as well. Okay. All right. So let's talk to Donnie. Donnie, how are you? Welcome to Dave Ellswick's show. 
How you doing, sir? I'm How do- you doing, Jan? We're hey, doing great. 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 Uh, I just kind of watching you a little bit on Facebook. I mm-hmm. kind of, I guess y'all going over all kind of subjects, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I didn't know what Jan wanted to hear from me. My story. Well, you said you had what. a story to tell. Tell it. What What do you want to say regarding what we've been we've been talking about red flag laws? Would that have stopped uh, the bad guys who shot you? Yes, he was a, a six-time felon that had down in Stevens, which is between Camden and Magnolia, Washtenaw mm-hmm. County. And um, and I seen he had a gun. I was filling up gas, and my wife and five-year-old was in another vehicle. And I backed up to uh, get the attention away from my wife and my five-year-old because he was headed towards them, and he just got to his gun before I got to mine. But see, Donnie, if you had had a gun on you, he couldn't have gotten his gun before you got to yours because yours was under the seat of your truck. And you took my class, and you know I told you, gun (laughs) on you or within arm's reach. I know. Okay. I know. I had it on me, but I didn't do what you trained me to do. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Exactly. And like something alive, he shot me through my knee the first shot with a forty caliber. Oh. Ouch. Then my gun went flying. Then he shot me again through my stomach. Oh, my God. I land on the ground. And uh, long story short, he was a six-time felon. And uh, You're lucky to be alive, sir. Exactly. Yeah. God's got other plans for me, but... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't do what Jan told me to do. But, you know, you learn from your mistakes, but that likely cost me my life right there. Well, Donnie, Uh, we're glad that you learned a valuable lesson. Just sorry you had to learn it that way. And thanks for calling in, okay? Okay. Yeah, thanks, Donnie. Appreciate it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I I have one more thing that maybe y'all can help me with or get the word out. He was a six-time felon. And they discharged him with uh, assault, battery, or something for shooting me. They didn't charge him with attempted murder. Oh my God! Unbelievable. They charged him with they charged him with theft of a firearm and a felony in possession. Well, they sent him to the mental institution, and they let him go. And the prosecutors told me there wasn't nothing they could do with him. They said he wasn't fit to stand trial. Well, while he was out, he pawned three guns. So another one of my friends down there in CID picked him up for a felony possession again, and he was fit to stand trial on that. Well, while he was out on that, he stole, broke in the house and stole 16 guns. Wow. So he got charged with 16 more felonies. Now he's back in the mental institution. See if he's fit to stand trial on that. And Is he related never. to the Clintons? I mean, how yeah, can anybody get by? He knows somebody or has something on somebody. He, ne- well, he never should well, see the light of day. Yeah, so, so the red flag law wouldn't know. help that a bit. So that, so that's, mm-hmm. that kind of highlights part of our problem is that we have a bunch of evil, dangerous people walking around free. Why on earth do we have these people walking free? We don't want to spend money on prisons. No. How about rope? Let's talk yeah, to Chris. Really. Oh, that's true, too. Now, Chris, about firing squad. Let's sure. talk to Chris Brown. This is okay. our show, correct? Wonderful. Yes, Chris, Chris Brown. Sure. Thanks for being part of the Dave Ellsworth Show today. We appreciate you. When you hear a story like Donnie's, does that make your blood boil? It, it absolutely does, and I, I think you see it all too common now. I mean, the, these guys, a lot of the guys that we take guns off of working, working the street are felons, and, and for, for them to be 
uh, not only in possession of a firearm, but back out on the streets over and over and over and over again is way too common of a problem. We're, I mean, we're letting our criminal justice system is letting our, our public down. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an absolutely true. I had a guy that robbed my business at gunpoint, held a gun to an employee's head, robbed the business, and was out in three days. Unbelievable. And, 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 uh, and they want to talk about red flag laws, and they want to talk about uh, their hate crimes. They're not willing to solve the problem and build some prisons and put people in the cells and, and take them out of society if they're not fit to be in society. So we need to tell people who Chris Brown is because he is mm. the first sheriff in the state yes. of Arkansas to stand up and formally, in writing, state that he will not enforce red flag laws in Cleburne County. County. Yes, in Cleburne County. We need 75 other sheriffs just like you. So he going to enforce red flag laws? So what are you going to do, Sheriff? And and I want to know from you, uh, what made you decide to take this bold stand? I mean, it's one thing just to decide on your own, I'm not going to do this. It's another to make a public, formal declaration. You're doing like I do, Chris. You're putting a bullseye on yourself. (laughs) <laughs> Bingo! You know, it's, it's certainly not the not the first time, and and you know I'll tell you, look, when when you get into law enforcement, you take an oath, uh, and when, when you get elected to office, you take that same oath again, and that oath uh, re- repeatedly uh, states, or or you take at least take the oath repeatedly, and and, and you you vow in there, uh, or you declare that that you're going to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, you're going to support and defend the Constitution of the state of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, the, the, the sheriff specifically is in a really unique position where, uh, where the sheriff really is the last line of defense between, uh, between un- unconstitutionality and, and the citizenry that, that voted to put that person there to, to stand in between them in unconstitutionality. And, and so really what, what this comes down to is, um, you know, do, do I do what may be politically advantageous for me, which is, uh, keep my mouth shut and just roll with the punches, or do, do I take my oath seriously and stand up and say, look, we, we can't do this. We can't uh, just blindly follow every order that's given to us, every law that's passed, uh, simply because somebody said it's okay for us to do that. You know, I mean, that, that, was, that was an argument, and, I, and I'm not comparing the American government to, to Nazi Germany, but that was the that was the, the the mindset of Nazi Germany, right? Was well, that's what I was told to do, so I'm going to do it. And certainly, I don't think the American government is like that. But I also don't want to see us get to the point where we start to look like that. Um, Sheriff, and, what? And, and so, go ahead. Go ahead, Jan. Well, I, I'm really curious because it's been a week since you stepped up and made this declaration. What has the response been? Uh, from other sheriffs, from other law enforcement people, as well as the community, from the people of Arkansas, what kind of have you had any backlash? I'll tell you the the overwhelming. So so the 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 post the the post that I put out on on Facebook um, has been viewed viewed uh, twenty four thousand times in the last handful of days, um, and overwhelming overwhelmingly the the response has been very positive. Uh, law enforcement officers. Um, you know, police, sheriffs, deputies uh, saying, hey, look, we stand with you. We support uh, support you in this. And, and we agree that this is the oath that we've taken. Um, military veterans saying the same thing. Hey, I took that oath and I'll stand with you. Um, I, I have had a, a couple of people reach out to me and say, hey, look, I completely disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, w- one of those folks I'm going to sit down with at some point and, and talk to and hope to have a really good conversation with them, because I, I think 
the, obviously the concerns of the other side are valid. I think maybe the way that they're going about it is wrong, but the concerns are valid. Um, and, and so I think I think there's some good discussion to be had, maybe to at least understand uh, why they're pushing what they're pushing, um, and, and certainly not to give any ground from our side, but but to to try and at least understand so that we can help them see our side. Um, and uh, but but like I said, overwhelmingly it's been been very very positive response. Uh, the some of the backlash that we've had hasn't really even been backlash necessarily, just people saying, well, look, I disagree. Why hasn't uh, the Sheriff's Association in this state come out publicly as an association and been against? And, and because every one of those sheriffs took that oath. Why Why is that association not coming out statewide with a, a similar declaration of yours that they're going to stand on the Constitution? Um, you know, they, they haven't. So the way that that usually works is we're all, all on like a big list serve email thing. And so when we have something come up that's that's similar to this, especially during legislative session, they'll uh, they'll put out and say, hey, look, this bill has been introduced. Where do all the sheriffs stand on it? So we as, a, as an association know where to stand, uh, which which is how associations should work. The, the top should should listen to every member involved. Um, and and so everybody responds. And then that's where the association takes a stance. Um, we have we, we've not had one of those emails over this yet. Um, and, uh, the, you know, when, when they snuck the red flag bill into committee this year, it was one of those things, you know, I, I heard about it. And so I went and asked the association, I said, Hey, where, why haven't we seen an email on this? Where, where are we taking a stand? What's happening with this bill? And it, it had kind of been kept so secret up to that point. There were a few associations that didn't even know about it yet. Um, and so I, I think you think you didn't see a stance from, from us as an association, at that point, because it kind of happened so late right at the end that that there wasn't a lot of feedback and then it died. It never even got voted on in the committee. Well, I know that we um, had some problems from the Sheriff's Association on stand your ground law and on uh, the uh, gun free zone issue. Zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had some issue with them on that. Right. Uh, Between them and the, sh- and the state police, they, mm-hmm. they seem to be at least to some extent um, kind of anti-Second Amendment. Right, right. And, uh, and I think to, to answer part of your que- your kind of issue with the red flag laws. I, I was there. I testified against the red flag bill. But I think maybe one of the reasons why the Sheriff's Association didn't even really address it very much is I think they probably knew it was dead in the water. I don't think I don't think there's ever any chance it was going to pass and so I think they probably just didn't Absolutely. make it much of a priority. Absolutely. You know, and Jane, you asked uh, when, when we were talking last week, um, you asked the question, why, why does law enforcement a lot of times take this stance? And, and I think um, and I think probably this is one of the most important things that that the, the public can can understand and, and remember and, and law enforcement too for that fact is that is that a lot of these things a lot of these laws and different things are, are predicated on the assumption that the police will arrive in time to save you um, and, and we all know you know I mean if a crime happens it takes 30 seconds to commit and the, the police are not already there the, the police are not going to arrive in time to save you you look at these school shootings average response average police response time during a uh, a school uh, mass killing, not a school shooting, but a mass killing. Average response time is nine minutes. Well, how many how many people uh, how many people are killed in that nine minutes? And and then once the police arrive to deal with the situation, typically what happens is the shooter kills themselves. Um, and and so you know, but it, but if you take that if you take that that foundation of the police can, are going to arrive in time to save you. You can you can almost begin to see why the justification becomes then then the police are the only one that need the only ones that need guns. Uh, obviously, it's a flawed a flawed logic. Right. Um, but, Thank but you I for think, pointing that, that out. 
Yeah, I think think that's what it is for a lot of them. Well, and then just um, the basic basic um, disbelief in the concept of liberty and justice. The, the fact that you know what, as long as I'm not hurting anybody, I should be left alone to do as I please. I mean, that's that's just absolutely. a general principle of liberty and justice. Is you know, I might be doing something that's wrong and sinful, but generally speaking, the government should leave me alone if I'm not hurting anybody. I mean, it, I think absolutely. homosexuality is evil, but I don't think it should be illegal. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sheriff, I, I, I'm wondering now, I do want people to know, you and I are going to do a uh, Facebook live interview program on breaking down red flag law this Thursday night from 7 to probably 8 p.m. Uh, and it will anybody's welcome to come to my Facebook page and join us live. And we're going to be breaking down how it actually violates each violates each one of those Bill of Rights areas, uh, as well as the other issues with it. Even if you put the Bill of Rights aside, there are so many issues involved with red flag law. Like, for example, the, how does it jeopardize the safety of police officers as if your your jobs are, are not already dangerous enough? Right. Yeah. And, and that's and it's it's a it's a really good talking point. It's going to be a really good show. And, uh, you know, it is. I mean, that's that's one of my on a, on a personal level. That's one of my biggest issues is we're putting people in in unnecessary danger most of the time, unnecessary danger. Um, and and it's it's the, the folks that that have taken that oath to, to step out and serve and protect us on a daily basis. And we're them into, into really what is a no win situation that's going to wind up getting one of them killed at some point. Chris, we thank you for joining us today here on the Dave Ellswick Show and uh, I think shining some uh, valuable light on this topic of red flag laws and that not all of the sheriffs in Arkansas seem to be against the Second Amendment. We appreciate you, brother. Not a problem. Thank thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye now. I I appreciate that, too, because the the fact is, you know, when I'm at the Capitol, it is frustrating to see how many people – in the law enforcement are just anti-gun rights. It, it's frustrating. It's frustrating and, to see how many people in the Republican Party well, that's, are, that too. are not there. solid Second right. Amendment. Right. And it's, and it's, it's quickly. It, it, it is just frustrating, though. I mean, I, 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 it's he's nice. just a frustrated it, guy today. That's I'm basically what Paul's yeah. trying to yeah, say. I'm it's okay, Paul. He's a white man. We've got a safe space over in the corner <laughs> right. over there. Okay. Can I, can I go over by Obama? Was it, <laughs> yeah. Put my nose in the corner. Take with a break. Take a break. We'll be back with more here in a moment. All right, let's go back to the phones. Becky has been waiting a long time. Hey, Becky, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Got just a couple of minutes, so go. Sure. Um, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Um, Jan, I sent a picture in the thread of a sheriff in Spokane, Washington, that is polar opposite in his thoughts on the red flag laws and who to demonize. Uh, as the the problematic domestic terrorist in this country. Listen, they never waste an opportunity uh, to utilize to the fullest any event that takes place in this country. And right now, the demonization of, of the white individual in the shooting incidents, when in fact, in many instances, they are not white at all, uh, but it's still made claim to on mainstream media, is very concerning to me. I am a talk show host as well, known as the True Stinger on Air, and for eight years I've been covering white genocide in Africa and the dangers coming to America. Um, we don't just have red flag laws going up. We have the intention to annihilate an entire culture and race. 
that being the white race right now, and we have every evidence of that by your own admittance. Now, Becky, uh, I, I gotta, I'm out of time. i got to move on. I appreciate your call. I don't agree with your your thoughts. Have n- I do not believe that we've got mass genocide going on here in the United States. Sorry. Well, she said Africa. Yeah, she, well, no. She said it's yeah. coming here. Oh, coming here All next. Right. She made it very, very clear. And uh, that has no place on my show. All right, take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, we will be back with more in just a moment. Jan Morgan is here. Paul Calvert is here. Buddy Fisher's here. And so is R.D. And let me remind you about my good friends over at Applied Research Center of Arkansas. Type 2 diabetes, not easy to deal with at times. can be very difficult to deal with at times. I know I am a type 2 diabetic. And uh, keeping your blood sugar where it's supposed to be, something that uh, can get you stuck. So, well, good news that's out there right now is there's a new study that might be able to help you. If you suffer from diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes, and are only on metformin, you may qualify for this new study that's going on at Applied Research Center of Arkansas. If you're a participant, you'll receive study-related care at no cost and compensation uh, for time and travel. Let me say that again, compensation for time and travel. Now, there are some different things you got to meet to be able to do this. Do you qualify? Well, let me give you two of them. First of all, your A1C has to be 8 or above, so I wouldn't qualify. Secondly, you got to be on metformin, 1,500 milligrams uh, dosage only, and you must be 18 and older. If you meet those requirements, then give them a call at 501-954-7822 or go to their website, that's Applied Research Center of Arkansas, arcarkansas.com, arcarkansas.com. If you're a type 2 diabetic, this could be a, a real godsend uh, for you. Power panel here on a Tuesday, and I apologize. I never know what a person's going to talk about when they come on the air on the phone. And uh, I try to keep this the, the real white supremacists off my show. There are people out there that still mm-hmm. believe that, you know, unless you're white, you're inferior. We don't believe that on this show, That's just right. to be honest with you. And uh, I don't and never have. And with that in, we let uh, Becky in Texas go. Now, she said she had her own radio show. Figure it's a podcast. If uh, you're into that, yeah, you can find her. Yeah, because if you talk her. the way she talks, no, no radio station is going to have her on nope. the air for anything. Will not. We well, you know that's a, one of the reasons that I'm against hate crimes is because I believe all Americans we believe. are equal. We believe, and and we they're believe. equal justice for all, and all men are innocent. That's what it's supposed and, to be. And still prove, proven guilty. I don't... Uh, if you take people and start separating people out and say, now, if this group over here does something to this group over here, it's going to be twice as bad. But if this group over here does something to this group, it's not quite as bad. I, I, but, I, so I believe it's in, division. We don't need more division I, in I our country. I believe in human supremacy. That's, human supremacy. I don't believe yes, in We're better than animals. Right, if you, right. If you kill somebody, I'm just saying, no matter what color they are, with a t- uh, you know what their ethnic background is, their religious background, the charge and the punishment should be the same. You know, geno- 
Buddy can preach to us over here, but I believe Genesis chapter 1 says that all men were created in God's image. Wouldn't that what that said? No, and, yes, and then, sir, Genesis, right. and then Genesis 9 addresses, if, if you shed man's blood, by man your blood should be shed. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I think what's saying there is the death penalty is the appropriate way to handle people who commit murder. Well, yeah. I and it is a deterrent if it's carried out swiftly, and, and, and guess swiftly, what, and, and not guess, after 20 years. And guess what? The, the recidivism rate on that is zero. Here's what I always say. Death penalty, it it is a deterrent by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is, Bottom it is, line for me. It is guaranteed they will never do it again. By yeah. one. Look at that that lady that was the 26-year-old uh, news correspondent that lived in Little Rock that was raped and, and oh, beaten to death Anne in her Presley. own home. Yeah, uh, Presley, that was her name? Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. But the person had been arrested in uh, in another town and had done the same thing in another town. It had a, a 16 on 16 points on, on the DNA test, said that was him, and he got off on the technicality and, and turned around and and did it again. So uh, if the politicians really want to do something, build some more prisons for people that do not need to be in society and put them away. But if they R-D. kill somebody, if they kill somebody like her, but I'm just saying – the first time he did it, he should have been locked in a cell, and he shouldn't have been let out again. But RG presidents aren't the sexy topics. <laughs> you got to se- you got to have sexy topics. Yeah, presidents yeah. aren't sexy. It's about public relations. Well, well, yeah. it's not, it's I, not I about. I think we maybe need to build actually build, doing something. I think we maybe need to build a different type of cell. The, the ones that are about six feet deep and about two or three feet wide and about seven, <laughs> eight feet long. Well. That's if you kill somebody. I don't disagree with right. you if you but, take someone's but, life. But, but that but, person had shown that he doesn't. He did not need that, to be in society that, before but, he killed that lady. But that, that's, that's kind of part of my point, though. You know, if I don't think it necessarily has to be someone who literally commits murder. You know, if you've proven that you're willing to commit murder, if you if you've proven that you after are three, way too dangerous after three occasions, yeah, if you've proven that you're way too dangerous and evil to be allowed to walk free, and I think that might be a good indication that you're a good candidate for the death penalty right and if you lock, rob a place with a gun there needs to be a mandatory sentence not three days i mean there needs to be mandatory sentences. our state fire uh, firearm laws should be like a lot of the federal laws are but paul if, if i put you, you in prison a gun in the commission of a, of crime. a crime right yes they should be but, Paul, if I put you in prison and I give you 20 years' worth of appeals, that's not much of a deterrent. No, no, no. So no. It, it, it needs to be – Again, it, it see, that's the be, problem. And, and that's the thing is that, that you know, if you, if you commit a crime, I think our justice system needs to be sped up so that it can be handled very quickly. Yes, sir. You know, in some of these, like these, these more recent mass killing events where there's many, many witnesses, there's no doubt as to the right. guilt – you know why does that? Trial, so next that week trial, we have their execution. Why next that, week, right. not why twenty years from now. Next week, more than just a couple of weeks. Just Parker style. Thank you. That, right. So next right. week we have the execution, <laughs> and, and I, then it's a deterrent. Right, and, and 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 make it a public event where everybody can watch. Thank you. And, and and make it fast. Don't don't don't. I'm not saying he shouldn't have his due process, but make it fast. You don't want to print out his so manifesto and make him famous no. and, and send them out all over. Yeah, but it's when you have 100 percent proof. Let's, well, let's and, and, establish and, 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 and that. I don't know that you necessarily have to have 100 percent proof because biblical but, biblical justice required two witnesses. It didn't require 100 percent proof. You well, but not circumstantial. Not 100 percent circumstantial. I agree, right. that, and that's that's one of the problems that I have as part of our judicial system. Is a lot of times we do have people convicted 
and there's no witnesses or maybe only one witness. And there you go. And that's, that, then that's – and I can, and I understand some of the people who are opposed to the death penalty. But if I shoot – if cases. you're the clerk and I shoot you at the convenience store witnesses. and you have it on videotape yeah, and, and plus and, Jan saw me do it and, and you have it on videotape, then and, and I'm guilty. So, you know – and, there you go. Right. And so that, and that's did. why and that's why I brought up some of these more recent <laughs> cases where there's lots and lots of witnesses or no doubt as to the guilt. Okay, why is he not swinging in a week or two weeks? <laughs> well, the person, Give him a clear trial and the person that killed Mrs. Presley is still alive. That is Yeah, he's that still breathing God's air. That's that an atrocity. Is he in prison or out? Yeah, he's, he's in, in prison. He's in he's prison. In prison. But All right, he should so, not be breathing. Jan, here, I got another one for you. Okay. Because right. this, now, this is Oklahoma, but how long, if it's in Oklahoma, does it take before it gets to Arkansas, right? Okay. All right. For more than a year, the legality of Oklahoma's medical cannabis program rested on the text of State Question 788 and emergency rules approved by state agencies. But this week, House Bill 2612, an extent. Uh, an extensive regulatory framework known as the Unity Bill and accompanying bills are in, in effect creating new requirements for patients and business owners. HB 2612, largely the product of three months of meetings between industry members, advocates, and a bipartisan bicameral medical marijuana legislative working group. Say that five times real fast. Mm-hmm. House Majority Floor Leader John Echoes, Republican of Oklahoma City, was a primary sponsor, Senator Greg McCourty, uh, Republican of Ada, Working Group co-chairman. You pulled it off last summer. That same push and momentum from last summer has been the driving force for this. She said the OMMA projected it would cost about $15.6 million to oversee the state's medical cannabis industry for the current fiscal year. Here's the changes for patients. HB 2612 gives explicit rulemaking power to the OMMA. The law protects licensed patients' rights to own firearms despite federal law barring what it deems as illegal drug users from lawfully possessing guns. However, Echoes has said he has not heard of federal prosecutions for such a violation in other medical marijuana states. A portion of the law allows employers in safety-sensitive positions, such as firefighting, heavy machinery, and hazardous materials, to consider an employee's patient status when making hiring decisions. But I want to go back to that at the very minimum right here, Mm -hmm. because they have decided that if you have a license to use medicinal marijuana, you should not lose your firearm uh, rights despite what federal law says. What do you think? What I think is that the government needs to get out of our lives. I think the whole medical marijuana concept is ridiculous. All it did is sanction a way for people to make a bunch of money in this state and mm-hmm. for others to lose their gun rights. Thousands and thousands of people in, in Arkansas have lost their gun rights over medical marijuana. Look, I, I don't want the government telling me what I can do with a plant that I can grow in my backyard. I don't do marijuana. I'm not into all that. But look, it was a mistake to go down that road of the whole medicinal process. Right. Tell the truth. It should, it should have just, the just, law just should have been abolished. Just and the leave federal it government, alone. Federal government never should have been involved If in I can take place. a plant in my backyard and do something with it, I, you know, I just, I, I wish the government would stay out of our lives. Well, That's and what and, I and then, then just make the principle. Is, is an issue of sobriety. Mm-hmm. If you're walking around 
drunk or intoxicated the on same thing something. With alcohol. Whether right. it's alcohol but see, or but, marijuana. But, that's but a the government is yeah. looking for a way, as many ways as possible, to us. disarm people and to control. So, yes, I can tell you, thousands of people in this state now have lost their gun rights. I know because I get the phone calls from these people who had concealed carry licenses who now have the medical marijuana card. And, yes, your medical records in the state of Arkansas, when you sign off for a permission slip, when you ask for a concealed carry license, when you put your signature on that last page, Open you game. are giving them, and I'm saying them, state police, full access to every area of your life. They have you signed off for them to look at your tax records, your medical records, your counseling records, everything. So, yes, they will know what you're doing, and they will know that you have a medical marijuana license. So, uh, and then you're going to lose your gun rights after paying for them, and no, they don't give you your money back. So do you think that they'll come back here in Arkansas and do something like Oklahoma says with this HB 2612? You know, I don't know that we have the Republicans who are... I think they're too wimpy here in Arkansas. Yeah, I don't think they have enough backbone to stand up and say, look, we're not going to let you take the gun rights of people in our state because of their medical needs. Well, we have an example of that in our Republican committee. We have someone that that needed it, and Mm -hmm. they are using it legally as far as the the medical marijuana, Mm -hmm. and I know that they're going to be talking to our senator and representative soon, and I did happen to text them a copy of this bill. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm getting ready to to watch this unfold in my county committee, so I'll let you know how it goes. you sent them a copy of HB 2612 from Oklahoma? Yes, I did. Very good. So uh, anyway, and uh, she's not shy. And uh, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll be waiting and seeing uh, how I, my two representatives uh, deal with the issue. But don't forget, don't let our federal guys off the hook on this. It's federally illegal, and this is and mainly right. a federal problem that we're trying to deal with on the state level. So uh, Tom Cotton, Bozeman, and and and, and uh, Rick Crawford and those guys, if you believe uh, it's a free country, if Hill. you believe that we ought to have the freedom Westerman. to grow mm-hmm. in Westerman, then... Uh, yeah, French Hill. Don't let don't let them off the hook. You know no. that's where the problem they really lies. Deal with it. What's their She's position deal on with it? it? There. That's where it's going to have to be dealt with. That's I the agree. only yeah, place you know the problem will be solved. I am so afraid that at the federal level, our guys are rather than doing anything controversial, they're just wanting to throw it back to the states uh, because we that's don't have the authority. That, that's well, what that, Tom Cotton said. Well, it's a state issue. It's a state it, issue. It is a state issue. Never, it, 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 it is never, a state it, issue. It never should have been a federal issue. I, think, I believe it's unconstitutional to, e- to even... It's not a state issue. Okay, well, it's let me tell you why issue. it is a federal issue. Here's why the federal government is involved in the marijuana issue. Because yep. they broke the law. of Big Pharma. Big Pharma controls your legislators at in D.C., okay? Bingo! Their money, lobbyist money. So they don't want marijuana on the scene because that would take people off of highly addictive narcotics who could simply, you know, smoke a joint or whatever, take marijuana oil without having to get a license. And, And that's why marijuana is illegal at the federal level and you lose your firearms rights. That's why. Truth. And that's why it I'm always, everything like that that doesn't make sense. It money, always comes money. down to money, money, right. money, money. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to take up a story that RD sent to me earlier today that we were going to get to later in the show. But since we're getting a call about it, mm-hmm. might as well do it now. Talking about the FBI using Oregon's new red flag law took a former Marine's guns away from them and let's talk i think is it william said who are okay william how are you welcome to the dave ellswick show 
Hey, good, good to be on. Uh, hey, Jan, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Hey, doing fine. Um, let me just say this uh, before I get into that. I'm an Army veteran, and um, I've been in I've been in the Desert Shield and Desert Storm, of course. Thanks for your service, and, sir. Yes, and um, and the thing about it is that when I saw that story about that Marine. I mean, it really did uh, make me mad because that, um, I think they didn't have a right to do that because all he said on there was that he was going to slaughter, but the thing about it was he never said anything about any kind of weapon like a pistol, rifle, or shotgun. And of course, uh, my wife said that uh, somewhere or another, they didn't go through the due process. In red flag laws, there is no due process. No, they confiscate your guns and then decide whether or not you're really crazy. Well, and the thing is, though, that, you know, if someone truly is dangerous, you know, if, if I announce that I'm going to go out and kill a bunch of people, and it's a, and it's, and, it's, and, I'm, and it's pretty obvious that I'm being serious about it, then you know what? They should probably lock me up. Don't just take my guns because you'll you know, find them somewhere else. Because the fact is that you know, mm-hmm. you don't need guns to kill people. William, thanks for your call, and thanks for bringing this up. We were going to take it up anyway. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, and so and so that's the thing is that, that red flag laws, uh, I, I think they're kind of a half measure that kind of make dumb people feel good. And um, sorry, you know, if, if if someone truly is dangerous, don't just take their guns. Take them. Take the person. And, and, if, and if they're not dangerous enough to justify taking them and putting them into custody, you probably shouldn't take their guns. But again – Paul, here we are. Who's determining if they are or if they aren't dangerous? Who is determining that? That's what Jan said earlier. And sometimes that's a hard call to make. But Our the fact politicians? Is we, we have a system in place that already deals with that. You know, if, if, if my family was to call and say, hey, call into the health department or to the police department and say, hey, Paul Calvert has lost his marbles. We don't know what's wrong with him, but he needs help and he's bigger than we are. We can't deal with this ourselves. Please come and take him, and and here's what he's saying, here's what he's doing that leads us to believe that he's dangerous to himself or others, and so please come help us with this. And so what happens then is, if I understand it correctly, is they will, they will, they may take me before a judge very quickly. They may just take a take a look at it themselves very quickly and say, oh, well, this guy really does need to be um, incarcerated, and until they can have more determination. To, to, see, to see what's what's wrong with me, maybe maybe I got drugged or something. All right, we got we got to take one more break, if I'm not mistaken. Do we not? All right. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Uh, they want to do your roof for you. They're the best at it. They've done mine. They've done uh, the Cabot Cinemas. They've the VIP Cinema. They've done a lot of other people that I know's roofs as well. They'll do a professional job. They come out. They walk the roof. They find out if they got to replace the whole roof or part of the roof. Uh, they can do it all for you. They'll clean up after themselves. And on top of that now, they'll also fix any problems you got inside your home from the leaks that you had in your roof. They'll also take care of putting new gutters on your house if you need it that look like crown molding. And they'll clean out your gutters as well. All you got to do is go to piroofing.com. That's piroofing.com. Dot com. All right, back with you. Artie Opera is here. He is the man behind Sonny's Auto Salvage. In fact, in his truck downstairs, he has a rear wiper blade. 
or am I Acadia? Is that true, sir? That is true. All right. And if anybody else needs a rear wiper blade, you can find them one too, right? That's right. Or any other part they need for their car. Yeah, we don't have any dealer items at Sonny's Auto Savage when we buy a car that is damaged uh, before its time, before it reached the end of its life, we have all the parts on the car. So we're not going to tell you that's a dealer item because we have all the items that came on the car as long as it wasn't damaged in the accident. All right. So where does a person call? 501-982-7451 or just Google Sunny's Auto Salvage. You'll find us. We have one, two, and three-year warranties on all parts we sell. And by the way, these this is not just sunny's salvage yard this is thousands of salvage yards all over the united states and in, even into canada isn't it yeah we have networks that go into all over the world so if you have something you need we can run it on a nationwide locator service and uh, find the right part number and get it shipped in for you can i get a rear differential from russia for vodka Mm-hmm. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wondering. I didn't know. Sonny's Auto Salvage, right? That's right. What's the number again? Five zero one nine eight two seven four five one. We got a break. News is next. All right, move into the four o'clock hour. Last hour with our power panel. Jan Morgan is here, better known as the Two A Chick. <laughs> also here, uh, Paul Calvert, R.D. Hopper, and that's Buddy Fisher. Sweetness on the end. Sweetness, really? That's you ever seen? You ever Sweetness? seen? You not seen the the Diet Pepper commercials? No. Listen, no, sure, listen, yeah. listen. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweetness. He can do those really well. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's it's kind of creepy, buddy. I'm, it's kind of creepy. Right. I know it's creepy. I don't, I don't really know what. To he say. don't look nothing like the guy on the Dr Pepper. <laughs> no, number one. Yeah. <laughs> just the voice. Just the voice. Yeah. So Shane Cofield. <laughs> A former Marine stood outside the Can home. Can I stop you? Yes. Once a Marine, always a Marine. That's yeah. good. Semper Fi, by my okay. Stood go. outside the home of Portland's mayor in July wearing body armor and a Make America Great Again baseball cap. He had a large knife strapped to one shoulder. That's not illegal. And a copy of his concealed weapons permit displayed on the other. Using a loudspeaker. By the way, he was not the only one there, all right? There was other people there. Uh, he warned the, the right-wing activists, I love that one, uh, who turned out to condemn the city's handling of recent violent demonstrations by Antifa, by the way, that they needed to protect themselves against their anti-fascist or Antifa rivals. If Antifa gets to the point where they start killing us, I'm going to kill them next, Cofield 32 said. I'd slaughter them. I have a detailed plan on how I would wipe out Antifa. That threat pushed the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task uh, Force to take a series of extraordinary steps against Cofield. Uh, They uh, temporarily seized his firearms under Oregon's new red flag law aimed at preventing gun violence. The Oregonian uh, Oregon Live has... Uh, learned the task force also had the ex-marine committed to a veterans hospital in portland where he had to spend almost three weeks 20 days Hmm. the move comes as city officials and law enforcement prepared for potentially violent clashes this is back in august on 17th during a right-wing rally and counter-protest planned in downtown portland 
that had become inflamed with incendiary political rhetoric nationwide. Police worried that they would end up in catastrophe. Now, here's my question. We have all seen what Antifa has done. So why is the FBI so worried about one Marine when Antifa has been running roughshod over law enforcement all over the United States and for much of this year and last year in Portland, Oregon, where the mayor has told the police to not engage them? This is a perfect example of why red flag law is extremely dangerous. Here, the FBI has gone in and arrested this guy, confiscated all of his guns, because he has a self-defense plan against a group of people that has been proven to be extremely violent. He says he has a self-defense plan if these people come after him and come after others and start killing people. He has a way to stop them. So now we can't say we have... This is how red flag law violates your First Amendment, your First Amendment rights. Let me read more. Free speech. Though Cofield wasn't accused or charged with any crime Mm -hmm. before, during, or after, okay? Police took no chances and prevented him from attending a rally as as he repeatedly had promised to do on social media. Now, was it the local Portland police that did this? No. It was the FBI. The FBI. The episode shows that federal law enforcement may be beginning to take a more aggressive tack toward potential political threats, said Michael German, a retired FBI agent and fellow at the Brennan Center for Justice at New York University Law School. I'll just go by the name Brennan, that this would not be a conservative law school. And bottom line, if the FBI is going to take this uh, seriously, why are they only going after somebody who's talking about Antifa, who's proven themselves to be a group of people that wear masks, just like the KKK did, do and attack people, they bludgeon them, they throw things on them, they curse them, they kick them, they punch them out, they do all kinds of things. They have nearly killed people before, and they do nothing to stop them. Yeah, where's the FBI when all the stuff you're talking about is going on? That's exactly right. But again, why do we have mayors promoting lawlessness and telling the police don't come against these people? That's that's lawlessness. I think part of the problem is that mayors, basically the presidents of cities, which is what a mayor is essentially, mayors are not there to uphold people's rights. In many cases, they're there to make rules, to rule over people, to rule over the cities. They're not there to, to in many, for, for the by and large, from what I can tell, they're not there to uphold people's rights. They are there to rule. So how about the police standing up and doing their job, which they have taken uh, an, uh, an oath to do, and, and say, another, you know what, Mayor, I'm sorry, but we're going to go out here and we're going to stop these people. And, I think that's and another, to heck with you. If we, you'll fire us all, I mean, and, and let I, them all stand up and do it. And well, that's, come that's, on. That's another part of the problem, though, is I think that mayors – if I understand it correctly, mayors generally select the police chiefs. And so the police chief, if he's just a puppet of the mayor, just a little lapdog, guess what? You know, if he wants to keep his job, he better um, obey. And well, so we've about- got a problem with these cities. They're not there. And it seems like, by and large, they're not there to uphold people's rights. They're not there to, to do good things in, 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 in regards to what government should do. They're there to rule. 
They're there to enforce their stupid little ideas. Maybe they're even good ideas in some cases, but it's not the role for government. But even the individual police officers, just like the sheriff that we Sure. Talked to mm-hmm. interviewed earlier, who's willing to stand up for the Constitution. Mm-hmm. How about if those individual police officers said, you know what? Even if our po- police chief says stand down, you know, we're not going to do it yet. We're going to disobey you and the it, mayor, and we're going to go do what's right, and we're going to stop these people it, it, it because be that's nice. the law. Right. It would be nice. So and, and what are you going to do, Mr. Police Chief? Fire all of us? I suppose he could. Fire they, your they whole might. police? And they might arrest them. Who knows? Well, well we somebody's got to stand up and take a stance. It, it would be nice. But what's, what's kind of... Uh, Interesting though, so you know, if this guy had come out and said, "You know what, I, I'm I'm planning to just go out and kill a bunch of Antifa members," that that might have qualified as some form of terroristic threatening. But that's not what he said. Right? He, he made an if-then statement. It was if they start killing us, exactly. then I will make a plan to. That was and not so, the so that's, in the that's, that's, that's was pretty it? different from. And then, newspaper, and then, then when news. they then when they come back and apparently at least so far it doesn't look like they they haven't even charged him. With but anything. here's the problem: when your chief law enforcement officer in the United States, which is the United States Attorney General William Barr, this is why I was against his nomination. When you've got an Attorney General who said in the hearings in his his hearings that he would support red flag laws, that he would make that a priority. When you've got an Attorney General who was in the middle of Ruby Ridge, when you've got an Attorney General who's who. You know, there are there are so many red flags. If you want to talk about red flags concerning hmm. William Barr when he was nominated for attorney general, I you know, I gun owners of America spoke out against him. Every gun rights organization just about in America, except the NRA, spoke out against him. The NRA was just sitting quietly Political. in their corner being, you know, spending hmm. our money. Uh not my money anymore. I'm no longer a member, but Thank uh, you. yeah, wasting wasting our money while big things were happening and they should have been in the middle of that and stopped that nomination. But when you're when your attorney general has the position he has and he supports red flag laws, it's a little hard to make the FBI go a different direction. That's the problem. Truth yeah. there. Yeah. So, so why is this an FBI issue even? <laughs> But still, why is the FBI using a state law? Yeah. Because because I until mean, state just, governments, you go, when you have governors of state of states that understand the state's rights issue and state sovereignty, then you have a governor that's they're supposed to be the 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 stand in between your state and your citizens and the strong arm of an abusive federal government, the state governor should have stood up and said what some state governors have already said. The citizens of our state are not subject to your federal laws that are unconstitutional, and you are not going to enforce them in our state. And furthermore, if you send federal agents into our state and attempt to enforce red flag laws or any other uh, laws that violate our state's citizens' rights, we're going to arrest you. That would be nice. That would be nice. But in Arkansas, we've got this serious problem of being a welfare state. We take money from the federal government in exchange for taking away our rights. There's always strings attached to money. We've got a legislature that for the past who knows how many years has been willing to give away our rights in exchange for federal funding. The reason we have Obamacare in Arkansas is because of the money attached. Free money. We hey, can't, we can't oh, just leave the private money. option. There's no such thing as free. Nothing's ever no, it's free. Not. That's so, Obamacare. So between private the, between, uh, between especially you know, from the government. It, it's just true. It, when I was running for governor, I was actually approached by one of the wealthiest men in this state, and he wanted to meet with me to discuss my run. And I said... No, sir. Thanks, but no thanks. If you want to support me, you support me because of my platform. It's already out there, but I'm not going to meet with you and take your money 
based on any strings that could be attached. That is what is wrong with our government, not only in Arkansas, but in states across this country and with our federal government. People no longer system. represent the people. They represent the big money that put them where they are. All right, 18 after 4. When we come back, if you're watching on Facebook, on uh, Jan's uh, uh, Facebook page, know that we're going to talk about some local issues, but which I think have you know uh, implications for the rest of the country as well. You may see it pop up where you live. We're going to talk about a place called Cabot, Arkansas. That's coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 21 minutes after 4, you said that you got a oh, yeah. uh, text lo- on uh, see, your Facebook. We love it when people call in the show. Yep. By, the, by the way, the number is 501-823-0965. Call us and tell us what you're thinking. I got this message from someone on Facebook who's been listening today, and he said, Jan, I've, I've been listening today. He said, I work for Walmart, so I have to be careful about my opinion, but I'd love to see someone as the CEO, someone ask the CEO of Walmart, when are they going to be removing alcohol from the shelves to reduce the amount of alcohol-related deaths? Mm-hmm. Yeah, drunk point. drivers and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah what yeah. about those? Yeah, so we're gonna, they're not going to remove guns. But we're going to remove guns from the shelves. but Bullets. Uh, yeah, bullets. But uh, we're going to leave alcohol out there on the yeah, shelves. that's good. It's a good point. Thank it's all about sir. public opinion. Or, or it's not about, about saving lives. That's lives. exactly it's right. It's all about, all about PR. Or what about, now, yeah. the bottom is, Jan said, follow the money. What about yeah. chips and soft drinks? I mean, how many people yeah. are dying every year from chips and soft well, drinks? Well, that's just like the Texas shooting that we've heard about all weekend, which is a terrible thing. I got one comment on that is, where are all the, the ranchers in Texas that drive super-duty trucks and have their varmint guns and their 12-gauges? I that guy should have been stopped long on the interstate long before that. I'd like to think in Arkansas somebody to put him in a ditch and solve that problem. But besides that, you know, this weekend in Chicago, there was 35 people shot and seven killed in Chicago where they have the strongest uh, gun laws in Chicago. And uh, I hadn't we hadn't been hearing about that on the news a whole lot. So but there were more people shot in Chicago and this one incident. Doesn't fit the narrative. Doesn't exactly. fit the political propaganda correctness narrative at the all. The narrative is not there. That's just the way it always works. But I want to go back now to Cabot. All right? Okay. Uh, yeah. The mayor tried to do something good, I think. Yeah. There's there look, there's here in Little Rock and I'm sure anywhere anybody's watching this on Facebook. There are panhandlers everywhere, everywhere on the street corners. And uh, some of them, you know, don't bother me. Some of them uh, do bother me because they bother other people. They hassle people. They walk out in the street. They do unsafe things for themselves and for others. And uh, the mayor said nothing, uh, you know, he wasn't against panhandling. He said he didn't think that uh, he can't stop it, and he can't. To protect it right now in this country, he just wanted to put up signs said to the people of, our, of Cabot, "Don't give these people money. Give it to your favorite charity that basically takes care of these people." My favorite charity, my church. Mm-hmm. I give ten percent of my income, every paycheck to my church. We feed people, we clothe people, we take care of people, and uh, I think that's what the church does. Uh, but a lot of people, evidently. Marty got upset with that. Is that not from what you're reading? Well, when you take any position, people can get upset with it. But one thing that I'm saying, he's promoting something. He didn't pass a law. 
He didn't no. pass a regulation. No. He didn't take anybody's rights away from nope. him. He just said, this is what we think is the best way to address this problem. So I support people stating their opinions. Uh, it's a free country. He did it without passing the law and takes anybody's rights away from him. Uh, I think people have an individual responsibility to help their neighbors. And uh, I just give them food. If, if, and my son, my son, uh, if he sees somebody yeah. on the corner, he, uh, uh, he'll stop and ask them if they're hungry. If they're hungry, he'll go get them food. But uh, don't give them money. So if somebody is in need, you know, give them what they give them what they need, but don't give them, don't give them money. But he was stating his opinion, and I believe Cabot has the right to well, do that. And, and I yeah. think I think this is kind of an, an interesting issue because I, I think a lot of these people, unfortunately are lying when they go out and say that they're they're in desperate need or they're homeless or whatever else. You know, maybe the better approach to this would be for some of these local government officials to actually check them out, see if they're lying, see if oh, they're actually who, in need. Who has time and, for that? And, and then punish yeah, them. That's, that's going to cost me then, money then, for my seat. Well, they're going to have to hire somebody to go just well, check then, on homeless people then, well, to see how much and prosecute how, them. panhandlers, whether let or not they're for real. Let the churches I, check on them. Hey, we had an yeah. interesting take on this in Hot Springs. There was a guy that uh, he would stand on the street corners yes, by the panhandlers. With the, sign, yes. with the sign that said, don't give any don't money, give any money to these people. They're just going to spend it on drugs and alcohol. And maybe that's actually the better approach is for individuals. Against Tim too. Yeah, they do. Maybe that's a better approach is for individuals to actually do the research on these people, check them out, watch where they go, and if they're frauds, well, expose them. I and, don't, I believe in free speech. Yep. Well, okay. I just I just too, but the thing is though that if someone's lying to, to other people about their but their if circumstances, it's not the government telling job. me I have to wear a seatbelt in my car to that's, make me safe when I'm in my car. Yeah, then why don't they take these people off the street corners? It's, it's yeah. not the government's yeah, job. The thing is, coming up to my window. I, I think the federal government gave the state of Arkansas was it. Twenty or thirty million dollars, so the law enforcement would start arrest or start start ticketing you for wearing it's a seatbelt. Ninety million. Was it ninety million? Yeah. Oh wow! Freedom, freedom for sale. Wow. But it, at least you know. And they sold it. It's still a free country. So till somebody does something wrong or takes somebody else's rights away from them, and but I, I support the mayor stating his opinion and leaving it out there. And I have to say one quick thing about Cabot. There's more organizations in Cabot that tries to help people than anywhere else I've ever lived. And uh, it's a very giving community. And, the church and, community and is fantastic. There. And, but it uh, is dangerous when you are, if you're on a motorcycle, like I ride a motorcycle, and I ride by myself a lot, and I pull up at an intersection, and some panhandler starts walking toward me on my yeah. bike. I don't have a car shielding me from anything that he may you know, want to do. Uh, it, that's a dangerous thing. I don't want people approaching me and coming into my space. Right. No, I'm all about know. that. But I'm just saying, I can't find why anybody would be upset with a sign that says "Give to your local charity." Exactly. I don't need. I agree. I mean, I, agree. I, I buy right. coins from the folks over uh, at the uh, the mission. Okay, for the men's, you know, Jeremiah, and then of course for Dorcas House, and uh, you can buy these and you can give it to a homeless person and what it gives them they'll come up and pick them up as a token take them in yeah mm-hmm. and let them take a shower and clean up feed them meals and it's good for a day and i give them that right mm-hmm. there you go and and that that helps them out i think a lot lot better than me and then on the and if they are five or ten here they'll do that yeah and you know i just asked somebody i was approached by somebody not long ago and 
wanting money and i said well uh if your family needs food if you're hungry or anything i'll i'll see that that's taken care of but uh but besides that, I'm not going to give you money. Or I anything. had a guy yeah. ask me for money, and the first question I asked him, I said, sir, are you hungry? And he said, yes. There was a restaurant 10 feet in front of us. I said, come in here. I'll buy you anything you want. Order anything. He said, no, I don't want to do that. I said, then I can't help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you but that's yeah, not the government's job to do it, though. No. We also, they, some of these guys standing on the street corner said, we'll, we'll work for food if you offer them a job. And they don't right, want it. And the, yeah. those people should probably, exactly. I don't, I, I'm sorry, I, don't, I do not have very much sympathy for people that stand up there and say they'll work for food and you offer mm-hmm. them a job and they ain't going to do it. You know? <laughs> then I, they may I, rob I think, pub, I think public flogging is maybe the good home. way to handle that. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back after the news, finish up uh, the power panel for this Tuesday. Kate Steinle, you remember her, Stanley, from San Francisco? They overturned the conviction of the guy who shot her. We'll talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so a decision last week by a California appeals court to reverse the conviction of Kate Steinle's killer on a jury instructions technicality. California's law-abiding residents are freshly reminded how cheaply California's Sanctuary state lawmakers value uh, folks, their citizens' lives in comparison to the interests of illegal immigrants. Now, Garcia will not uh, get convicted of multiple state murder or manslaughter charges, yada, yada, nor he won't be held accountable for the illegal possession of the firearm that killed uh, Steinle unless prosecutors retry him in, a San, in a San Francisco where lives like uh, Kate's are increasingly cheap. Part of this had to do with the judge didn't talk about how long you had to be in control of a gun to actually have the gun. This guy had the gun long enough to, to pull the trigger, all right? Let's mm-hmm. just put it that that way. And, and, and to say that it was a technicality is a far as I'm concerned, abuse of the definition of technicality. This was a judge who wanted to change that verdict. That's yeah, so, what so it went down to. Why are it's they discussing California. gun possession in a murder case? It, because it, I was, know it's, it's, it was how the judge could use what he could use right, to throw the case out of court. That's just interesting, though. I mean, Look, people, when you stack charges, it's kind of a weird thing. You know, if, if someone's committed murder... Why do you charge them with a with possessing some sort of weapon? That's just kind of bizarre. It's, it, the why gov- don't you charge them with murder, convict them, and then hang them? He was convicted not on the shooting of Kate, all right? He was convicted on the charge of a felon in possession of a firearm. During jury deliberations, jury members asked the court for the definition of possession and if there was a time requirement mm-hmm. for possession, the, judge gave him the, wrong the defense answer. argued mm-hmm. during the appeal that the trial court failed to instruct the jury that it could acquit Zaret, I guess that's how he's pronounced his name, because he only possessed a gun for a moment. On Friday, the first appellate court of appeals in California in a 3-0 decision agreed with that Defense viewing the evidence in the light most favorable to the defense as we must, we conclude the trial court erred in failing to give them momentary possession instruction because the error was prejudicial 
we are compelled as a matter of law to uh, reverse. These questions go to the heart of the momentary possession defense. The fact the jury asked whether there was a time requirement for possession suggests jurors were wrestling with how long the defendant had the gun. That's kind of weird. This is the sort of thing that causes American citizens to, to lose, lose faith, faith in their judicial Absolutely. process. And the you know election fraud is what what generates the whole it, it also is the same impact on people feeling like the election process is no longer worth their time to go vote. These are things that you know these are things that we should really watch closely because when people feel like there is no more freedom there's no such thing as liberty, constitution, bill of rights, that nothing is sacred anymore and that none of the processes are doing what they're supposed to. None of the branches of our government are keeping the others in check. That's when all hell will break loose. Well, Just saying. Uh, well, at least we have John Thurston. I tell you what, I do I do have to stand up and say I think we've got a good secretary mm-hmm. of state right now and he's he's working his, on that he's working yep. very hard Arkansas got an F rating on our election on the integrity of our election so system and that exactly was one right. of the things he said he was going to tackle and, so, and so, so I think we have the best person for the job in mm-hmm. that department so he's a good guy sometimes we, we don't back uh, back them up we call things the way we see them and I call John Thurston as the right man for that job so, I so, agree uh, just kind of go back to this <laughs> back to this case so there's some cases I think where that possession issue might be relevant. You know, if I have a gun, or if a felon has a gun and he's murdering somebody with it, you know that might qualify as possession. I think it's probably pretty reasonable to say that qualifies as as a felon in possession. But you know, there might be some situations where a, a felon needs to have a gun in his hands momentarily. Just for safety reasons, it may be that a two-year-old picks up a handgun and the felon happens to be the closest one there to take it away from the kid. And so he momentarily has it in his hands. Should he be charged with with the... But if it goes off and kills the kid? No, no, right. Now that's a different issue. But, okay. Right. Well, so, then so, let's so, go back. That's where right. we're and, at and, with right. Kate and Daly. And, 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 and that's, 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 that's accidental what death? Well, what they said with, with him that he evidently... It, it's really was a technical decision, but, but because they're saying because charged. yeah no he was left off of the murder of Kate and it was a murder there's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. And, and there's the same police that couldn't convict uh, O.J. Simpson. No, well that's down in L.A. This was in San Francisco. <laughs> and how do you think Kate Steinle's family feels? Have we, have we seen a response from them? I have uh, not. Seen I had not. I can look and, and so, see if there's. So you know, Bill O'Reilly was he was really on that case. That case affected him. All right, so so I'm, not, I'm not familiar enough with the case to know. Wonder but, what he but, thought about it. But, but the but the the idea that that long, the the term or the time time limit time amount of time that somebody has a gun in their possession is relevant to the to the case. I think in some cases it could be, but it doesn't sound like this was one of them. Maria but, Turner said on Facebook that patriots are being pushed into a corner. Yes, Maria, you are right. That's exactly what I was talking about. I think we're already in the corner. We're, That's we're where the slaves. Was we're, we're, let's, we're handcuffed. Let's think got, about this momentary thing just for a mm-hmm. moment, all right? Let's look at the facts of okay. it. The gun that shot to Kate and that this guy had momentarily, supposedly, mm-hmm. had belonged to a U.S. Bureau of Land Management ranger okay. who reported that the gun had been stolen from his car mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Okay, I think pretty good way of putting this together is that this guy stole the It didn't fall gun. out of the sky. He wouldn't walk. 
<laughs> but he, he said he just found it. He so just he, found it rolled up in a piece of cloth. So it remains that this he remains in jail on related federal charges. And the police association has says we pray that the U.S. Attorney's Office is successful in prosecuting Gar- Garcia Zaret, and that this menace will no longer be able to terrorize our streets. The San Francisco Police Officers Association blasted the court's decision, saying it's just another episode of San Francisco judges caring more about criminals than victims. You know what this reminds me? It reminds me of the 70s. And again, I'm old enough that I remember the 70s really well. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff that predicated a movie at that time. Do you remember what the movie was? No. Dirty Harry, right over Dirty there. Dirty Harry. Oh, That's God. why Dirty Harry was made. Go ahead. Make my day. Because there were, they gave more <laughs> credence to the criminal yep. than they did to the victim. Yep. That's yeah, right. he, he just asked him if they felt lucky today. Well, to be fair, the style. By the way, the Stanley family has not uh, made any response. Well, our prayers happened. go out to that yes, family absolutely. for having for having to Put relive this. this nightmare again and and have a band aid ripped off like that. It's it's sad. Illegal, illegal immigration is the biggest security threat to this nation. Yeah. Period. Because we don't know who's coming in. No, that's not, not what thing. Biden it's said. Biden said thing. it was climate change. No, that's what Biden that's, said. Yeah, Biden that's what Ocasio says. Can't wait, it can't wait a few that's more weeks. That's what Biden says. Yeah. About. Mm-hmm. He, he's saying it because he thinks that's the way he'll gain those young he's not voters gonna, that he wants. He's going to win the Democrat nomination. I don't think so. I what? don't think he wins the primary. Who do you yeah. think he's going to be? Bernie? I, it's going to be Bernie or it's going to be Warren. It's going to be one or the other. I really believe it's one of those, too. Well, he's not helping his cause any with all the stupid stuff he's saying like that. (laughs) Yeah, he really does say a lot of stupid stuff. Let me, I guess I could play that whole thing. I mean, let's play cut six again. This is Biden, and he's he's just just rambling the way that he tends to do. Listen to what Joe Biden has to say. He brings up climate change, and then he brings up why we need to ban magazines that have multiple bullets all magazines have, have multiple, multiple bullets. bullets all right go Not ahead count very what do you say to americans who are just frustrated who don't believe this political process is actually going to be able to do anything well it has to do something look it's about time the president of the united states of denial and two really critical things and they're both they both came to a head this weekend one is climate change it is an existential threat this guy can no longer deny the science. I mean, if we could call, we're going to have a parliamentary system and call for elections tomorrow, not because we're in good or bad shape, but because we can't wait another 18 months to, for something to happen in terms of climate. What's he need? Does he need, you know, Gabriel to come down and say, hey, this is a real problem? I mean, it's gigantic what's happening. The largest storm in the land, anyway. And the second one is, is on dealing with off firearms. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. And the very day you see a mass shooting, I guess the numbers now, I was on a plane the last two and a half hours, they got up to five killed. Um, and we're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. It's totally irrational. And it's all about special interests, and it has to stop. It has to stop. The idea that we don't have 
elimination of assault-type weapons, magazines that can hold multiple bullets in them, is absolutely mindless. It is no violation of the Second Amendment. It is uh, it's just a, a bow to the special interest of the gun manufacturers in the NRA. Wow. It's got to stop Wow, no, 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 nothing against the Second Amendment whatsoever in anything he just said, was there? Because because infringement is, is, is perfectly fine so long as we don't fully and completely abolish the right to keep and bear arms. I'm sorry. I'm hurting right now. I'm He's sorry. This, 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 and so... If it wasn't so sad, how do you know what kind of magazines Joe's land. talking about that don't hold multiple bullets? Well, I don't yeah. know about those. Maybe, maybe those? you know, was, was, bullet, was certainly it? not One certainly bullet. not a revolver because was it holds multiple bullets. That's what too. I say. Of course, it holds five a cylinder in the revolver. I, I suppose yes. technically a revolver doesn't have a magazine, but if, maybe he's maybe he's kind of referring back to not his, when you're remember, talking to Biden. It could be a magazine. He no thinks that they have, and so so maybe even a single shot shotgun has a magazine. In his opinion, he can't count above. One, I don't think, mm-hmm. anyway. But, hey, if you just listen to what he said, though, he is going to change the climate and stop hurricanes. No, he's going to change. Yeah, he's going to change the climate and stop hurricanes. So. But we got to have an immediate election because we can't wait 18 <laughs> That's months right. because yeah, America's about to be wiped yeah. off the right. face so, of the earth. So let's earth change the way gonna, our government works. So he's, because he, of climate. Is he also going to change the solar orbit? I mean, is, is he going to change how, how close the earth gets to the sun on its orbit around the, this kind of oblong orbit around the the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. Here we go. We got we got more from Biden. All okay. right. Mm-hmm. Biden talked about his recent gaffes that he's made. I mean, you all heard about the war story he told that was absolutely completely fictional. And then he just well, listen to what he has to say here. Here you go. I want to ask you about something that you have been criticized for lately, and that is sometimes putting your foot in your mouth. You knew what I was going to say before I even asked the question. I know you've never done that. <laughs> Um, and I was out with you last week in South Carolina speaking to a number of voters at your rallies. And I will say most of your supporters that I talk to, they don't seem to mind. They say that it's just, you know, happens to all of us. We all put our foot in our mouth. Do you not feel that the details, not just the intentions, matter when you're making decisions as president? Well, there are two fundamentally different questions you're asking me. When I stand and you guys love to conflate these things. Number one is I stood up and talked about pinning the medal on a young man who did not want the medal and was a brave, brave young man. I also talked about up in the upper Konar Valley of a another young man who engaged in a very brave act. No, Turns out, I believe, right. General Rodriguez was up in that, on that, what they call forward operating base with only six or eight people up there, and he pinned the bronze star on the young man up there. It wasn't the young man who got the, the Medal of Honor from President, who in fact was in a different place that was in Afghanistan, but not where I was. And so the fact that the whole purpose of what I was saying did not in any way affect my, uh, my point. There incredibly brave, decent, honorable men and women in the military who, in fact, are like any other generation, only even have done more. They've been, they've saddled up, they've gone out, they've wiped the blood off of these Humvees, they've got back out, they get out again, they go out again and again and again. I was making a point about a generation. That has nothing to do with the judgment of whether or not you send troops to war, the judgment of whether you bring someone home, the judgment of whether or not you decide on a health care policy. Not you judgment, understand that. No, no, not judgment, but details. Detail. That's something I've heard from some voters, maybe not at your events, but details. No, but the details are irrelevant in terms of decision making if in fact I forget that it was 
Rodriguez of all the times I've been in and out of That's Afghanistan and Iraq. We don't need to Bosnia. hear any more of this crap. I mean, he just runs around in circles and, well, details are irrelevant, uh, you know, well, in terms of decision decisions. making. Yeah, details. Okay. That's, hey, that wow. Thank you, Joe Biden. That should be on a new T-shirt. And gaffes are one thing. Yes, he probably has some gaffes, but he's also wrong. Yeah, but that, that's kind of the bigger details issue. Details okay. are How do you bring health care into that decision? He brought into everything that. into that decision. <laughs> All right, let's take a last break, and when we come back, Beto's out there running his mouth some more. I mean, he doesn't even have 1% support anymore, but he runs his mouth. We'll let you hear what he has to say when we get back. All right, got a couple more pieces of uh, audio for you. I want to leave you with a smile on your face because the leftists – Though they are united in what they want to do, are just stupid. All right, I'm just letting you know. They're, the progressives are stupid. Here's Beto O'Rourke, Beto, whatever you want to call him. He's with us. Here's what he had to say. So I, I want to be really clear that um, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, Americans will who own AR-15s, AK-47s will have to sell them to the government. We're, we're not going to allow them to stay on our streets, to show up in our communities, to be used against us in our synagogues, our churches, our mosques, uh, our WalMarts, our, our public places. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, come take them. Come and yeah. take them. Go out. How many AR-15s and 47s do you think are out, are out there right well, now? Well, they were telling many I have, but yeah, Several just, million. just come and try to take them. Many millions are out <laughs> there. So his yeah. solution is he's he's going to confiscate He's going to offer to buy, have the government offer to They're buy these. confiscate And he and thinks that people are just going to come And if we don't offer to sell them to the government, he's just going to murder us? He's going to confiscate uh, uh, Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> how long That's is the Warren cut there, Ross? Cut number four. The short... No, too long? All right, I'll just break it down for you. He says that we need to treat mass shootings as a public health emergency. But not illegal immigration. That's not a public no, health emergency. That's not. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Anyway, I just, I, I hope that when you play that by Beto one more time, he sounds so sincere. I just want to play this for you. Put a smile on your face. Yeah. So I, I want to be really clear that um, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, Americans will who own AR-15s, AK-47s, will have to sell them to the government. We're, we're not going to allow them to stay on our streets, to show up in our communities, to be used against us in our synagogues, our churches, our mosques, uh, our Walmarts, our, our public places. There you go. Anyway. That's how he's going to settle it all. Hmm. I hope all your I hope all your uh, viewers on Facebook, Jan, enjoyed that last piece. I'm sure they did. That's how ignorant the progressives are. Yeah, and to think that they actually give our Republican presidential candidate a run for his money. The fact that Hillary Clinton was able to get as many votes as she oh, yeah. did. Oh, yeah. It tells a lot. Well, it tells me a lot about the voters in this country, and that's, that's scary. What scares me is the farther left they get, the farther left center is, it seems like. The, when they go f hard left like that, it seems like the center gets uh, I think you're right. It gets farther left. Unfortunately, the Republicans follow them to some extent. That's exactly right. That's frightening. Yeah, but what else is frightening is the media, which plays a very big role in uh, controlling the public sentiment on things. Most people in the mainstream media are clueless about firearms. And they make statements like, well, what's wrong with, you know, why would anybody need 
those military-style rifles, those AR-15s well, and those you AKs. Why not the founding fathers and, about this right, sort of question? But that's why, the sort of thing it? they say, and then your you're, you're millennials hear this, and all these people hear it, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, right. Why do we that? They don't and, need those. And that's part of the problem is they hear one side of the story. They hear one side of the issue, and a lot of times Republicans won't even give them a better side of the story. The, the fact is, ask the founding fathers, why did they need cannons? Why did they need modern military weaponry? To keep tyranny at bay. They needed them, and they used them to stop one of the most tyrannical governments on the face of the earth. That's right. The British government. Some of us know our history, and that's why we're determined and will fight like crazy to make sure that America doesn't repeat it. I agree with that. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. When when these Mm -hmm. people come out and say, well, the Second Amendment only applies to militias. Okay. What kind of militia did they have? The people. They had the The people. people. It was private (laughs) citizens. You don't... Do you honestly think... That the British government was was running these militias that, that ran them out of the country? I'm sorry. No, these were private militias. These were not government militias. They couldn't be government militias because the British government was by nature against them. All right. We're out of time. Uh, Paul time Calvert, yes, thank sir. you for being on today. Yes, sir. Thank you. Artie Opper, thank Enjoyed you it. for Enjoyed being it. on today. Jan Morgan, and thank all you our as well. Friends. And everybody who's been watching yeah. on Facebook, we thank you. We'll continue, if you want to continue watching on the Dave Ellswick Show uh, Facebook page, come on over. we got the Bible guys coming up. You won't want to miss that. It's a great hour of uh, discussion. That's all coming your way. I'm going to take about a five-minute break here, get my blood pressure down, mm-hmm. and then I'll be ready to continue on. All right, stick around. Christ is the only way for salvation. Amen. There you go. Period. Amen. All right. You have a 96% chance, a 96% chance of losing $111,000 in Social Security benefits. I'm not making it up. It's new research from Bloomberg. 96% of Americans lose $111,000 in Social Security benefits because they take their benefits at the wrong time. Learn how you could avoid this uh, by going to an educational workshop called Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas right here in Little Rock. There's two workshops in September, Tuesday the 24th, Thursday the 26th. Registration, 20 bucks. Seats are selling fast. So if you've saved the $250,000 that you're supposed to save, you should register now by calling 501-653-6690. And the workshop is going to reveal the little-known strategies that could help you wring every nickel Excuse me, out of your benefits that are rightfully yours, of course. Call 501-653-6690 or register online at davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, Beck, I'm sorry. I won't yeah. be here the first. I'm coming back from vacation that day. <laughs> sorry. I'll be driving from Gatlinsburg. I'll, I'll try to calm down because I'm feeling a little spunky for some reason. I, I could tell. Because of that question. <laughs> No, 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 that wasn't it. Okay. All right. We are just down to to about 90 seconds. Let me go ahead and give you the next question so we can be thinking about it. It says... uh, Well, you ain't shutting me down from the Colossians thing, are you? (laughs) Okay. Well, you can say something later. Ready, go. Uh, I've asked several questions in the past. I thank you for your answers. If you indulge me one more time, you can ask as many questions as you want. All right. Think about that. What do you think the world will be like before the return of Jesus? Oh. Will it be in a great revival, as some have suggested, or apostasy? How do you go about correcting someone who you feel is getting into error 
without offending them to the point of ending a relationship? Steve will not answer that question. <laughs> Steve, because Steve don't care. Steve don't care. Just, uh, and apparently you know, we won't no, let Dave kidding. answer that either. Yeah, so. won't make, and I'm not the person to answer it. So anyway, we'll come back. Well, let's talk about what's the world going to be like as the time of Noah. We'll talk about that when we come back Look out after the, the break because we've got to, we've got to get a break uh, in here and then we'll come back. We got news coming your way. Then we'll return with more of the Bible guys. We got Scott Stewart here. He's the pastor of Agape Church, seven hundred one Napa Valley Drive in Little Rock. Sunday worship time there is ten a.m. ACLR dot org is their website. Billy Miller is here as well as uh, Steve Hess. It's all going to happen some more after this. All right, back with you. Bible guys are here. Scott is sitting across from me. Good to see you back. Thank you so much. I know you've been traveling. Been traveling, yeah. Have you been globe hopping, or have you just been country hopping? Just, uh, just basically jumping from one state to the next. Okay. Uh, but uh, I think, it's as you tough know, life. <laughs> I think you've already <laughs> somebody's got to do it. Well, yeah, and that's part of my function. <laughs> and if if my kids keep having children, then I'll just keep on. Uh, that's exactly right. State, those so are happy hops. Those are happy hops. Yep. Absolutely. And so my my son just moved from uh, Oklahoma up to uh, Kansas City, so he's uh, in a new place. So we've yet to be up there yet. So there'll be uh, a few more trips before the year's out. I All think. right, yeah. Well, just let us know. Yep. Yeah. Right. Billy Miller. Yes, sir. I hear. I see that they're opening a seminary up at the prison. Um, Varner unit. Matter of fact, we had a couple of guys um, transfer out of the maximum security unit and head to Varner unit uh, to go be a part of that program. So very um, cool. It is. It's a full four year program. Um, so, and I think it's. I want to say it's through the Southern Baptists, uh, but I could be wrong. I don't remember the name of the organization. Yeah. There's a couple guys that have kind of um, prodded us to maybe get the institute going down there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah that super. wouldn't be a bad thing. The no. problem is, is we have to have the freedom to be able to get in and right. teach the classes. Right. Um, we it, have to provide the teachers if we're going to have the program correct. in, the, in the prison. So you can't do it on the. They the, cannot get online, nor can they. Oh, that's right. Right. And um, I, I'm not sure about um, CD type, type That's stuff. That's what I was say. We couldn't be recorded, and they could just access. Um, still have way. to have a free world person present in order to do the presentation. Correct. Of the oh. so. They can't just sit and watch the CD by themselves. Right. Somebody else would have to be there in, in the class to yeah. some sort of facilitator. Okay. All right. So there's very little they're allowed to do on their own. The reason I brought this up is that Billy is a pastor, preacher, man of God down in. Tucker. Yep, yep. Tucker Max specifically. Um, I spend my weekends down there ministering to guys, and uh, it's um, it is the most rewarding thing, perhaps, that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you take guys who have done some of the worst things imaginable, and then see them on their face weeping and crying before God, mm-hmm. it is um, it, it'll teach you what real freedom is all about. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Steve Hess snuck in during the. Last part of the first half hour. Yeah. He's a little late today, but that's all right. He, was, get, afraid, he, was, afraid, he was afraid of the first question. To get warped mm-hmm. by my mm-hmm. colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we move on to the next question, I must allow Steve to join in on the Colossian heresy question. Go ahead. Okay. So this is this is one of those that could be added to the four-hour day whenever mm-hmm. that comes. Yeah. That'd be feel, that's my... That's fine. If this you guys, is, don't, by the way, you can have it on the the first, if you don't mind Carl Kimball being 
Yeah, okay. so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, the date. Okay. Like you, Dave. Th- this is such an important um, thing as far as learning how to study the Bible. Billy kind of hit on it when I was listening on the way in, and, and that is the different things that were being addressed. And one of the things that, w- if you don't study and understand Gnosticism and what was going on in the first century, you will miss many of the things that, that Paul was trying to yeah. address and the things that Absolutely. were sneaking into the church. Not the flesh and the spirit and all of that? Correct. All right. And and that's what he's dealing here within this area of Colossians is part of it. But because we have been so conditioned and trained to think everything is anti-law, we'd leap on the one or two verses that sounds like he's ripping on the law or mm. on the Sabbath or on the feast. And we jump over things where he's talking about worshiping of angels or neglecting of the body. Right. And if you don't understand it, how much that was part of that culture and right. neglecting the body was a big part of, uh, of a Gnostic mentality. Asceticism is what it's called. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and denying all of these things of the flesh, focusing on the things of the spirit. And the other thing that Billy hinted on was hidden knowledge. And you see Paul use the phrase the mystery several places because right. he's trying to draw these people who are bringing this mentality into the church. And and the reason I was looking forward to addressing this is because we just recorded the second um, semester of the history of the church in which I dealt eight or ten lectures mm. and spent that much time focusing on the first 300 years of the church um, right after the first century because of how many different Gnostic denominations that crept into the church mm-hmm. and how much they brought all of this in. And so it's really important that you understand context and throw out this anti-law every time you read and stop filtering the scriptures through that mentality. And then when you see these things that deal with neglecting of the body or false humility, most people would just go, oh, he's talking about Torah. He's talking about, no, 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 that's not at all what he's talking about. Right. He's talking about people that will deny their flesh because they're trying to raise up their spirit. And if you don't understand that, you'll do exactly what most preachers do, and they'll read it through the lens of anti-law. Like Whipping yourself. Correct. Yep. Yeah, things like that. Yep. Well, things and, of that nature. And that led to the point Which still where, goes on, by the way. You go to does. Philippines, you'll yeah, see them does. do that on the streets. That mm-hmm. led to, uh, and part of the reason we call this heresy, is that eventually led to the point where um, those individuals began denying either the divinity of Christ or the humanity of Christ and eventually even the bodily resurrection. Um, They began to teach that Christ only resurrected in the spirit. Correct. Um, So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's true heresy. And so even Paul said at one vote, like, if you don't know this contextually, when he says the marriage bed is undefiled, why would he need to say that? Because those people believe that sex even in marriage, was unholy and unnatural and disgusting. I think Augustine even said that when a man and woman actually joined together, that the Holy Spirit has to leave the room. But that was this whole idea of this, um, how the flesh is bad, the Spirit is good. And so, and they they demonized one and glorified the other, and so it led to a lot of the the monasteries, the nunneries, the things right. that would, would, would cause you to deny yourself these things, the vows of poverty, et cetera, et cetera, all based out of Gnostic ideas. And Colossians is a primary example of that. Yep. I'm yeah. done. He's finished. Good. <laughs> that was a nice addition, though. Yeah. I don't know. I'm serious. It was a good addition. To I it. had intended to leave that question completely to you uh, when when Dave said we're because I know you just finished that and it was like, oh, that's a that's a slam dunk. Thing. Got that. And then I show up and you're not here, and it's like, uh, uh, okay. Second. So how, now, how about the sixty-four million dollar question? Oh, uh, not sixty-four thousand. That was that was like sixty years ago. Yeah, so right. we got to so m- build it up. What do you think the world's going to be like before the return of Jesus? What well, the Bible 
talks about that. We'll talk yeah, about yeah. it. Will it be in a great revival or, as some have suggested, apostasy? Yes. The, 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 correct. The Jewish <laughs> answer here is yes. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it is. I, I think that if – I'm sure the person didn't quite mean it this way, but the, the question is kind of um, – it's almost like a two-lane question because the world can't have revival and the world can't apostatize. Yeah. Only the church can be revived and only a believer can apostatize. Okay. So if you're talking about what is the world going to look like, the Bible says it's going to get darker and darker and darker. Yeah. But what happens is we should be getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And the right. distinction between the world and the, and the people of God should should increase. Uh, and I think, But I think I would uh, tend to agree with, uh, with uh, Billy's uh, answer. I think... In some sectors, you're going to have great revival happening within the church, and there are other people who are going to apostatize. I think it's already beginning to uh, uh, to happen, unfortunately, yeah. in a lot of areas. But then again, there's incredible—I mean, I forget the t- the number, but I mean, there's just an amazing amount of people that are being born again, like 147,000 people a day in China being born again. I mean, just in some places of the world, it's just amazing, the thing that's happening. But I do think there are a lot of places where people are walking away from their faith. Yeah. Um, so I think it may be a combination of both. I know we have scripture about well, as it was in the days of it's Noah. All mm-hmm. of the above. Yeah. Um, it, yes, it will be like in the days of Noah where things were in the world was full of violence and all the analogies. But the main thing about the days of Noah is that it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. But the the biggest thing is when we talk about the feast, uh, you know, I used to I used to not believe in an end time revival until I started studying the feast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because. What happened when the Spirit of God was poured out in Acts 2 on Pentecost, which is a feast? 3,000 got saved. The church got, if you will, quote-unquote, got launched. Well, when you start looking at the fall feast, tabernacles is a harvest. And they they project what's going to come in the end, and there's going to become a great harvest and is referred to as the feast of ingathering. And so there's going to come a time in which there will be so many people coming into the kingdom— Amos speaks about this. Unfortunately, preachers have used this to make you money when they said the reaper will overtake the sower. And that's not it's not about giving the context there is talking about how many people are going to come into the kingdom that the people amount of people getting saved at that time. And he uses the analogy that as they plant the seed, then they will all be harvesting simultaneously. And so that will happen while the world is also in great darkness. What's that reference there, Steve? It's uh, Amos 9. Uh, and it starts in verse uh, 11, um, 12, and then down to 13. And it says, Behold, the days are coming when the plowman will overtake the reaper and the trader of grapes will sow seed and the mountains will drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow. But if you go back up, the whole context of that is talking about building the tabernacle of David and how he's going to possess the remnant of Edom or Adam, it says mankind. Right. And so the whole thing is the, is the context. So a tremendous amount of people, and we are starting to see that in many places so it will be both yeah and, well, and well, steve's well, smarty pants answer while ago was actually the best answer um because you pulled back for your microphone so you weren't heard but his his best answer and the best answer to that question is if you want to know what it's going to look like at the end time what'd you say <laughs> look, look out the window look out the window <laughs> yeah. right now um, we, are, we are literally seeing when you've got when you've got worship leaders and um pastors and and everybody and their brother coming out and going eh, by every definition of what a christian is i can't consider myself a christian anymore and at the same time, in third world countries, we're seeing people come to salvation by the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands a day. That is precisely yep. what the end time events are supposed to look no, like. No, we're seeing apostasy across Daily. the board Daily. here in our country. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. You know, I, I lived um, 
I've lived most of my life, over half my life, uh, outside the country, and and most of it in uh, in Europe, in Northern Europe, and it is it is very sad yeah. because these were the nations that were the missionaries who forged the uh, the world. They were the ones who empty you know, churches. It, yes, Livingston mapped all of Africa, bringing the gospel. Most people read the King James Bible given to us by a Scottish king who sat on an English throne. I mean. You know, everybody from uh, from Charles Spurge, Spurgeon to um, David Livingston to um, Andrew Murray. To, I mean, he's going down the list of all these people who who changed the world. We still read their books today, yet the countries they lived in, uh, the churches are, are by and large, very, very empty yeah. places. The cathedral at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which was built as a way of glorifying God, and at one time was filled. Yeah. yeah. You don't go there to go to church anymore. No, you go museum. there to see a museum. Yeah, mm-hmm. sightsee. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we don't realize that that is our future, yeah. if we do not change, if we do not do something different than what they did, it that is, is definitely our for some denominations. Yeah, I'm yeah. just warning them. Well, right now I don't be know. unbiblical, Ichabod. Just there, saying. Uh, I I heard some recent statistics that there are now more um, witches than uh, Presbyterians yes. in America. Yes. <sighs> People are hungry for the supernatural. The truth. And if the church does not grab a hold of God and you know find a way for God to rend the heavens and come down, then people are going to look for something that's going to to kind of build it. Yeah. So they. So we need to realize that uh, we need to get ourselves on fire. We need to be revived. It is the fastest growing quote denomination in quote. Um, I didn't know that in the United States right now. Satanism. It, it's Satanism. Mm-hmm. Um, Wicca specifically. Wicca. It's growing faster than any Christian denomination right yeah, now. Yeah, and don't buy into that black magic, white no. magic crap. No. It's all of the dark. Yes. Yeah, all right. right. A break. We'll be back. We got more questions, and we're going to go through them quickly when we return on the Bible, guys. All right. Here we go. We got three questions remaining. We got to cover them in eight minutes. All right, that should be. Fun. How do you go about correcting someone who you feel is getting into error without offending them to the point of ending a relationship? Wow, I think I kind of actually answered this one last week or week before. Um, when I find someone in that position, I start asking them questions um, and let them walk themselves into a corner where they have to think about their position. That's not Socratic. Yeah, um, give and take. Okay. Uh, Jesus did that all the time, right? He asked people questions and and let them answer them for themselves. And when people when people believe they come up with the idea themselves, they are much more likely to listen to what they've just said. So, I would say also that uh, before I ever correct anybody, and as a pastor, I have to try to help people along these lines. I always will spend time praying for yes. that person to be open and receptive before I actually approach them. Let the Holy Spirit do some work. Right. So if I use this method or, or if it's a confrontational method, I always try to make sure. But as far as how can you keep them from being offended? You know, Jesus, people were offended at Jesus, you know, and he was perfect. So yeah. I don't know how you can offend that, stop that, uh, other than just praying very yeah. much for the Gospel people. Gospel is offensive. Yeah. Yes, uh, Steve. There was a guy that I knew up in New Jersey, and he said, whenever you discuss anything with anybody that's out of the scriptures, give them the Bible and let them read it for themselves. Good yep. point. Don't just quote it, let them read it. Because they cannot argue with the black and white word or yep. the red and white word. They cannot argue with Because then they're not arguing with you. They right. argue with the word. But yeah. why are you approaching? First, it's got to be done in love. And two, is it just a matter of interpretation? If we're talking about serious stuff, lying, stealing, cheating, committing adultery, homosexuality, fornication, that kind of stuff, obviously that's without question. If it's just your opinion about some things, then there's no reason to approach unless it's just a wonderful discussion. Right. But... All right, good. Point. Ready? Next one. 
I'm writing in hopes that you might help me with a burden that I have had for a long time. I have people in my family that just are not open to the gospel. Mm -hmm. How do I pray for them, act towards them, and reach out to them? Well, I think that uh, that question could probably apply to probably 99% of the families that are out there. There's always someone in the family that's uh, that's off like that. Um, how do you pray for someone like that? The way I pray for people uh, like that is um, I pray for Jesus said, he said, he said, um, he said to, to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into the harvest field. So I always pray for mm-hmm. the Lord to send people to them, whether they're at work or at school, wherever they go, that the Lord would send people into their path, across their path, would give a word, would say something, basically surround them with people speaking the same thing of, of the gospel. And then I also, I, I tend to pray for that person, that their eyes be open, that their heart be enlightened, that they would be able to see what they've not seen, hear what they've not heard, understand what they've never understood, to feel what they've not felt. Uh, to push them prayerfully into a new position. And then if people can understand this, I think intercession is an important part of trying to move people mm-hmm. into a place of being born again in the kingdom and interceding and in, where you're praying for people in a very uh, groaning and travailing type of uh, intercession in the spirit. That's my place. Okay. Perfect answer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I personally pray for people by name. Yeah, Of course, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I I understand all the different things you just said. Yeah. I'll just encapsulate it in the way I say it. I ask the Holy Spirit yeah. to bring His work upon them. Yeah, yeah, and He'll He'll do whatever's necessary. Yeah, right, right. Now I do often pray that do whatever's necessary. Oh um, yeah, look, absolutely. Uh, you got to let them hit rock bottom. That's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not worried about their life so much as I'm worried about their eternity. Yeah. So I, I will. I prayed some prayers that I've had people look at me and go, "What'd you just pray?" Yeah, I'm like sorry, that's just the way it has to be. So sometimes you just they did, some people do need to. Some people only learn by hitting their head against the wall. Yep. And if that's yep. what it takes, then let it be. All right. Last question. And I left a little extra time for you. How do you best defend that the Old Testament has not been done away with? Because Jesus said so. I was going to say, let me use the example <laughs> that I just said. Good one. Um, and I will quote. Because you, you, I mean, that's the new apostasy that's out there right it, now. The heresy. Yep. Yeah. Um, Is it better for me to say heresy than apostasy? In that context, yes. I would say yes. Has yeah. Heresy. Okay. Yeah. Matthew, That's a new heresy. Yeah. Matthew 5. And it's go. coming 17. From, from family members that yeah, yeah. you would think we would never come from. Right. Hey, this is Jesus, by Who? the way. Jesus. Okay. That Do guy again. Think, that's right. <laughs> Do not think that I came to destroy the law and the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For surely I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass away from the law until it is all fulfilled. Who for there ever, <laughs> whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men to do so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he will be called great in the kingdom. He is talking about the law of Moses, the law of God, the quote-unquote Old Testament. This is Jesus himself. It's not going away. It is the word there fulfilled does not mean the English translation that you got out of Webster's, which means to come to an inner conclusion. It means to bring into its perfect fulfillment of understanding and its ultimate meaning not to end something. That's it. Okay. Just so that you'll know, you would not know what fulfillment means unless you understand it from a Judeo principle. That's correct. And with that, you need to be taught that. 
Yeah. How's the best way to learn about that? There, Scott. They can go to AmericanInstitute.org, and they will find a website there that will lead them into um, a, a place where they can register to take some classes uh, that uh, Steve and I and, have, and some other uh, uh, teachers have put together uh, that will lead them into the Judaic understanding of their Judeo-Christian faith. And uh, they can take the class as an auditor, where they can just get the lecture, the notes, or they can actually take it as a, as a d- degree track and, um, and actually pursue a little bit more deeper things. And I'm going to tell you what. Hanging around Scott and Steve and, and Billy and and learning a whole lot that I I hadn't known before has changed my whole perspective uh, of my faith. To be honest with you, yeah, and, and and it's been it's been great. How long we've we been around each other now? Two, three years? Yeah, about three, I think. About three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've learned a lot, and you got to understand the Bible from a Judeo perspective. Absolutely. If you don't. You're leaving the basic foundation of Christianity. Yes. That's the key. Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to defend your denomination or what your grandma's grandma grandma taught you, uh, when you begin to see these things, it will light you up. You will become yep. excited. You will become mad at first because you'll be like, I've been, <laughs> yeah, lied, been to, lied to. I've mm-hmm. been stolen from. The, the, and, and all of these things that point so much to everything that Jesus came to do will just strengthen and encourage your faith. I got one minute left. Just let me say that uh, we've had uh, Steve come to some of our life groups and, and speak, and I'll never forget when a lady approached him. Mm-hmm. It, in fact, this was after a Seder, I remember after that. we did the Seder, and walked up in tears yep. and said, I had, I never knew this. I ne- why didn't I? Why didn't they ever tell me? Mm-hmm. Yep. And she felt betrayed. Yeah. And that's understandable. All right. We're out of time. Billy, Scott, Steve, thank you all for coming in. I appreciate yes, it. Dave Ellswick Show. We're back tomorrow, 2 p.m. It's a Wednesday, middle of the weekday. Yes, early. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.